brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, everyone. This is the outlaw John Roca here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, well, let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. time welcome everybody to a live episode of game time here on the outlaw nation channel so excited to be back uh this monday with the full crew here to talk about the nba playoffs some nfl news yeah some golf news and other stuff going on here in the world of sports so excited to get into with these gentlemen i am the outlaw john roca joined as always by that gentleman down there below jay washington how are you i'm exhausted i'm sleepy i'm happy to be here all in one Nice. I love it. I love I'm, it. I'm so sleepy. I'm so sleepy right now. <laughs> stay, I walked stay a with half us. mile in the heat earlier. Uh, you know, walked a half mile in the heat. And then I did that was before I after I did the interview, we did the interview. Yeah. So I'm yeah. exhausted, but I'm here. So let's go to work. Right. Fresh off a great interview, Chris Williams. That's gonna be up on Blurs in the Hood. When tomorrow? Is that right? It's up now. It's up now. All right, go and enjoy it after this show please after this show Winston A. Marshall you were here as well muted but how are you man how are things how are you feeling how how is the world treating you well I saw I, I heard a baby bit of an echo so I thought maybe it's me because my headphones are charging but uh, I'm good I'm tired did he act like he walked 15 miles in 105 degree heat it's like 79 and <laughs> it was because I was like I need to go to Costco Meet I me there. 79 you... degrees in Hollywood in the valley I right now. Almost a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 81. Stop it. 
So uh, 91. Absolutely. Now, but not this morning, you dumbass. So in T-Ways, I told yeah. him to meet me at the Costco. Of course, I get there, and my dumbass left my fucking wallet at home. Ooh. So I drove with just enough gas to get to the valley so I can get that cheap Costco gas so we could go Costco shopping because I know he needs to do it too, only to realize I can't buy shit. So I went with him to Target. Made sure he got a shit. Then drove myself back here and was like, "Fuck wow. it, I guess I'm just working out." And then game time and just like, <laughs> let's yeah. have it. Well, a gentleman who's uh, no stranger to Costco himself, but probably wasn't there today. Uh, uh, J- uh, JT, you're here as well. What's up, dude? Yeah, you know, not a big bulk shopper kind of guy. So I've never <laughs> been a, never been a Costco or PJs guy. I'm more of a dollar store Aldi's kind of guy. Like just enough all, of the week. Blessings. To all these are all these. Blessing all these. <laughs> just enough. Yeah, I'm I'm usually just enough for the week to get through because we something to do on Sunday and there's no football. Well, the worst thing is that a Costco is literally three minutes from my house. It is the worst thing. And it's chill. It's not like Hollywood. It's not like uh, the the one up there in Burbank. It is mm-hmm. just it barely people are there. So you get to walk around and enjoy yourself. It's nice. I, I sometimes I don't even buy things. Sometimes I just walk to Costco. Walk I, I do. I, I don't. I can't explain it. My girlfriend can't explain yeah. it either. I just like to walk Wait to Costco sometimes. I need to ask how much cheaper is the gas at Costco? I it's about to, so like all the gas stations around here yeah. are four thirty. Yeah, Costco up there is three seventy nine. Yeah, three seventy three eighty something like that. Yeah, I might have to start going to Costco for gas. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. <laughs> Well, we're here to talk about NBA playoffs, not Costco. We're going to get into all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember the Streamlabs and Super Chats are open. I hope you all are feeling the heat from a great first opening weekend of the NBA playoffs in 2021. Send in your thoughts and comments. Show some support for the show here with your Streamlabs and your Super Chats. Super Chats, they've taken 50% now of those Super Chats, so we prefer you to send in Streamlabs. That's the way to go. The address is right above Winston's head. I'm going to pin it in the chat in just a second, but it's also in the description of this video, so show some love for the joy you get for hanging out with us for a couple of hours. All right, let's get into the first game, and how can we not start with the Lakers and the Suns? Devin Booker scored 34 points. DeAndre Ayton had 21 points, 16 rebounds, and the Suns won their first playoff game in 11 years, beating these Lakers 99-90. to It was a shocking appearance from Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It was the fewest. Their 90 points for the Lakers were the fewest they've had in a game with James and Davis this season, and the third fewest in any games, whether playoffs, regular season, or play-in dating back to last season, and some weird stat was thrown out here. DeAndre Ayton is the second player in postseason history to shoot 90% or better in a 20-point, 15-rebound game against the Lakers, joining Bill Russell, who did it in 1965, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So pretty insane stuff. We also got a little bit of chippiness here between uh, Alex Caruso over there uh, for the Lakers uh, and Payne, who got into an altercation near the sideline after Payne had knocked Caruso down to the ground. Uh, someone not to miss a fight, Montrez Harold jumped up in there, got into the fray, and both teams had to be separated. Jay, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, were you surprised at the Lakers kind of no-show here against the Suns, who ran a pretty good defensive scheme against these Lakers? Do you think they were tired from the playing game against the Grizzlies or no slouch on defense themselves? Or do you think this or do you think this was just a straight up beating and the Suns are proven to be the better team? I think uh, LeBron James deserves an Academy Award nomination (laughs) for his performance on the floor. Okay. Why is that? I I thought you saw Uh, Space Jam earlier or something. No, I'm talking about (laughs) his his performance in Space Jam. Is anything indicative of what he's doing? Don't do this. Don't do this. No, I'm going to do it again. Don't do this. Yes, I am. I thought it too. 
but especially because the way he landed, he landed like here, but was like, or he landed on his elbow, but was like, ah, 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 don't trust me. First of all, the only person that ever deserved an Oscar for faking an injury is Paul Pierce. Let's be real about that. Oh, yeah. He, oh, pants, yeah. He, pants, he acted like his leg fell off mm-hmm. and then came out hopping around because he changed his white shorts. And he openly admitted that on the show. Yes, he did. He was, <laughs> he was on the desk for So, <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's you know, again, this is that game. First of all, Monty Williams just won coach of the year. Yes. Which it speaks. This is why these yeah. sons are why he won coach of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for them to go toe to toe with the champs, this was the game again. They be- the so the Warriors needed help, yeah. and Steph didn't have it. Didn't have it. If Steph had help, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So well, yeah, it was 103 100. It was a close overtime game between the Suns and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Or so close game rather. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a team who was like, "Yo, we out here. We the number one seed. I don't give a damn if y'all are defending champions." Mm-hmm. So this second game, LeBron and AD, nobody else has to hit Phoenix in the mouth. Mm-hmm. If LeBron and AD cannot do that in game two, you do not want to play with them trying to push this out six, seven games and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, JT, I mean, uh, LeBron had 18 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Anthony Davis was 5 of 16 from the field, only had 13 points, and the Lakers shot 27% from three-point range, missing 19 out of 26 shots from three-point range. This ain't going to get it done against the Tough Suns team who looks to be picking up where they left off uh, heading into the bubble last year, had a great run, didn't make the playoffs last year, Mm -hmm. but looked playoff ready. What surprised you? What impressed you about this game? I'm not really surprised or impressed by the Suns. I knew they were going to be a tough team for the Lakers. For me, it's, I mean, AD had a bad game. I think he had 13 points. Yeah. I think him and LeBron combined for like around 30 points. That's, they each need to be scoring 25 to 30 a game. Yeah. That, that's what this team is built for. It's built for AD and LeBron to dominate. And when one of them doesn't show up, this team is beatable. And I said the same thing when AD was out for weeks upon weeks Mm because he was just injured. He's still probably getting his legs back. Uh, he's not going to have a game like this every game in the series. So right. they won by nine or so. But if AD just hit, just played okay or average, mm-hmm. this would have been like a two-point game probably going into end of the fourth quarter. Now, Chris Paul obviously was hurt and wasn't shooting much either. Right. So that you have to factor that in also. But I thought this game was going to be close when AD and LeBron are dominating. Mm-hmm. The fact that one of them did dominate, I think is why the Suns won. I think when they go back to both being dominant and having really good games, these games are going to be really close or the Lakers are going to win it. Yeah, it's an interesting place to be in Winston right now because you're looking at this Lakers team and you say, well, for their bad shooting night, they still only lost by nine points. But then you can counter that and say, well, Chris Paul was injured in that second quarter and didn't look right for the rest of the game, and they still won by nine points. So uh, which is the right narrative here? Do you feel encouraged? If you're a Lakers fan thinking, oh, look, they shot crap and they crappily and they still only lost by nine. Or do you feel encouraged as a Suns fan knowing, hey, if uh, uh, Paul had played, the gap would have been even wider. I mean, here's the thing, though. You, you literally got someone ejected midway through the game. And that's the only because they were down like 11 or 12. And in that random scramble, the stuff that happened, there were random like foul calls. You had a random loose ball that happened and ended up with a three-point swing on an and one. The Lakers did not look good. If anything, this should be 
the same way that a lot of Laker fans started panicking that they ended up in the play-in game in the first right. place, they right. should still be panicking. Because you know what this reminds me of? As a loyal, loyal Mavs fan that will never forget, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh's ass on the Miami Heat coming up against the Dallas Mavericks that played as a team. There was obviously a superstar in Dirk, but yeah. the team was firing on all cylinders, and LeBron was nowhere to be found. The fact that we were in the middle of the fourth quarter and LeBron had put up, what, 18 points? Yeah. It's not a LeBron James stat line. That's like, true. It, you, mm-hmm. if you're doing that, you better have 20 motherfucking assists. That's not, that is not acceptable. And so, especially with now, the Laker fans that are so quick to call AD overrated, y'all need to sit down somewhere and shut the fuck up. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's insane. But it is, yeah. there is something to be said. He looks a little bit like Paul George has been. Right. Coming over to the Clippers, trying to be that that extra answer for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I, like whether it's he's still injured or his heart's not in it or something that's off. He's mm-hmm. reminding me a lot of that Paul George sickness of like he's not doing what he was brought here to do. So yeah. I'll say this. I don't think this is a sweep, but I don't think the Lakers make it out of this. I think it might go as far as seven games, but yeah. I think the Suns just showed they're fucking hungry. And they well, earn yeah. that second seed for a if reason. If this goes seven, I think it does. That's when it if it goes seven, that's when you see it possibly swing LA's way. Mm-hmm. That's the worst, that's the worst case scenario for Phoenix out of this. I Phoenix agree. has to take them out in six. If yeah. if it could if nothing else, and Phoenix is just the better team. Yeah, they let's look just, really ready. Let's just call it for what it yes, everybody's gonna say the Lakers are the champs, but Phoenix is the better team. They are. Yeah, yeah. And let's take a look at what you were talking about here, Jay, real quick. Uh, let's take a look. Here's LeBron showing that he got hit in the face. And let's take a look at a slow motion shot of this. Here's Toscano coming up on him. Oh, no hit. No hit at all. In oh, the face. my God. My face. <laughs> That's hilarious. And there's LeBron Bro. playing it up. So No, and then the, the shot from the game where he he's it. LeBron is in the act. shoots the free throw, right? Free throw bricks. He's in the air, falls on his own body, and goes, yeah. oh, oh, help me, God. You see Alex Caruso get shoved. Montez Harris is a real one. He came yeah. over like, hey, fan. And but, the thing was, the he was trying to catch him. Over. Did he you see that? Him him. Yeah. He, he realized he didn't hit the brakes fast enough, so he, he knew if he didn't attempt to stop old boy to go flying to the ground, he was going flying. So he, yeah. he literally ran in like this. Hold on. Let me try not to break on my screen. Well, he, about- <laughs> he was like, you good? You good? You okay? You okay? You okay? But it's, oh my it, it's, God. it's when you have – so when you have combustible elements like this. Yeah. Because yeah. what's going to happen? Everybody keeps saying, LeBron got to get in their ass in the locker room. LeBron got to get in their ass. Okay, that's going to happen. Right. But, again, if somebody is saying – trying to tell me that the Lakers are the better team. If the Lakers were the better team, the Lakers would not have had to play in to get in the playoffs. Right. Good point. I don't care yeah. about – because people are like, what about injuries? The, every team deals with, come on, fam, not Adam <laughs> Still. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't resist putting that up on the screen, the Lakers' big three there. Adam so is Caruso. So. But I, awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this, though. As, yeah. as much of a dumpster fire as the Lakers have been the last few weeks and, and have, <laughs> bought, have essentially kind of barely scapped their way into the playoffs, they're not the most embarrassing team in Los Angeles right yeah. now. Yeah, true, Yet true. Again. I mean, we'll get to that. Man, listen, <laughs> we'll definitely get to that. Uh, hey man, just for blow, sure. When you know how you say blow up the team, yeah. like I mean, blow up the Clippers. Uh-huh. Like 
if get rid of the team, I don't kill the players. Get rid of the team. Like yeah. nobody, because the Clippers every time they're like, the Clippers gonna do it. Do what? I'll tell you what they need to do. I'll tell you what they need to do, honestly. All and right. I think it would invigorate the shit out of them. It sounds weird to say get rid of a team out of the city. Seattle has been clamoring for a goddamn team since they were right wow. away from them. Send mm. the Seattle, revive the Supersonics. I think the energy that will come out of that will actually make them good. What and it isn't like the Clippers haven't moved before. So I mean, why not great. Vegas? Go join the Oakland. Yeah, go join the Rangers. <laughs> hey, that's where they last LA team, right? They got a whole basketball. They got a whole basketball stadium over there waiting on the team. Y'all play yeah. You play it. That's they got, true. That's they true. Got the Raiders now throw another LA team up there. Why? Uh, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't Vegas yeah. acquire a team? Vegas like, yo, let's get a bat. Look, they already about to start making hella money. They're making hella money now just yeah. from a, just regular sports betting. With the with the Raiders being there now, they make money. Can you imagine if the if Vegas had a pro team? The <laughs> the lot they be betting off the first assist of the game. Like who yeah. gets the first reap, man? Yeah, this is a, this is not a bad point. David says, "Oh, sorry, this is a, where was it?" Uh, Patrick Glanville says, "Some Balmer has deep Seattle roots, also." So, yeah, mm, not, a, not a not a bad yeah. suggestion for sure. Uh, we'll Bring see. Back to uh, Supersonics, though, right? Would you call them Supersonics? Or? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah same, you, can't do, you can't change that. They got to be the, yeah, the same. The same way that Charlotte bided their time to get New Orleans to let go of the Hornets. I think you do the yeah. same thing. The, to be honest with you, yeah, I know that the Jazz have been in Utah so long. You, y'all know the, the origin that the original jazz were from New Orleans, which New Orleans, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, they like, not jazz they, they they yeah. You jump into Utah Mormons, like the the, 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 the Utah. Lakers are called the Lakers because they're originally not from Minnesota. Yeah, they're from Utah, Minneapolis. Yeah, I feel that, but I mean, fuck, call them what, like the Utah Sister Wives or something? Like, don't, oh. <laughs> like, don't, don't do this. I know what the name of yeah. it is: the Utah's WLBMs. Oh no, Utah's. We love black men. Now, there you go. That, that is, I, I, whoo, Lord, I, can't, I think you, I think you I can get that by Dwayne Wade. I think you get that by Dwayne Wade. Uh, all right, listen. Before Have we you this not game, been to Salt Lake City? Listen, they <laughs> love black men out there. They just of don't course. like black people. There's a. <laughs> It's something new to them. Of course they love it. All right, it, so ain't Lakers- new. <laughs> it ain't new. It's all just about Nick. Lord, Lord. Uh, all right, let's Lord, move- Lord, <laughs> Before we move past the game, let's talk about this real quick. LeBron James apparently will not be punished for recently attending a promotional event for Lobo 1707 Tequila, despite the NBA forbidding any player to go to any indoor and outdoor gatherings with more than 25 people. James declined to address this afterwards, just said, I'm getting ready for game two. I'm getting ready for game two. The NBA did not place him on the 10 to 14 day quarantine list because the event was held outside and guests were required to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. That's what the, that's what the rules are in the NBA. LeBron still has not said that he has taken the vaccine or not taken the vaccine. Schroeder is the only one who's come forward and said he's taken the vaccine on the Lakers team. But Frank Vogel said 85% of the team will be vaccinated by Tuesday by the time the game tomorrow night. So, uh, JT, I go to you on this. LeBron skirting the punishment, or do you think this is a fair call because we're all kind of getting out there already? They got fans in all the stands for the games now. Do you think this is a kind of overblown thing? Yeah, listen, Adam Silver is no dummy. Uh, yeah. Who's gonna? Who he wants LeBron on that court to make the money for the ratings? He's gonna need mm-hmm. he, the Golden Boy of basketball is gonna do something a little bit more harsh 
to get uh, in trouble and get suspended sure. a game or something. They're, they're not going to take LeBron out of the playoffs as soon as the playoffs start. Yeah, so, I'm LeBron James, bitch. Yeah, Enjoy exactly. Yourself. Basically, yeah. that's and what it know, is. LeBron's, <laughs> you know, he's a model citizen. I think you know, past comes into play. Right. Uh, he's the golden boy of the NBA. I'm sure I'm Silver and him have a great relationship. Uh, I don't think he's going to do anything that anger him or put him on the sidelines. Right. Can like, I this say is, this? Can if I say this, this is Rodman, quick? he'd be suspended. Yeah. Go There's the number one thing we need to make sure we we say and just be true. Yeah. It is, you know, yeah. So what? Schroeder said that he's vaccinated. If LeBron James is or isn't vaccinated, guess whose business it is? Ours. None of ours. It's oh, none of our bad. business. My bad. It's none of I'm our sorry. business. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have <laughs> to tell know. us. No. He, why does he have to tell you that he's vaccinated? Again, mm. it's none of you. Are you going to be directly around LeBron James? No. So don't you don't know. need to know. I, he could. I don't know. I could run into I, him in the street. I never know. Sure, but I could yeah. run into him now. But, but also, it's what JTE said. You really look. If LeBron got to go. Phoenix got to take him out, and if yeah. Phoenix if Phoenix undeniably takes him out, then it's a thing. If yeah. if it gets to the point where it looks like Phoenix about to take them out, and all of a sudden these refs get real wonky with calls, yeah. you know what's happening. But again, it's not it's not our. I mean, yeah, LeBron has to do this thing. LeBron's the face of the league. I get it, but he don't yeah. have to get. Look, at the end of the day, by that by that standard. Everybody that's a big name celebrity mm-hmm. should get vaccinated on TV live. If you're literally going to go through that theory, and that's yeah. just not going to happen, it's not going to happen. You're right. I about think that. you should uh, redo the decision. Call it the decision part two. You know what? I made. I've been a while. I've been sitting thinking about this. And then you got like CBS, Walgreens, all fighting for him to go to their place. I've chosen Moderna. CBS on Crenshaw. CBS on Crenshaw. I've chosen Moderna, and it's like, uh, sorry, you don't get the juice, sir. Here's your Pfizer shot. They were like, no, they're gonna hit LeBron with the A, nigga. You've been playing this game. Don't get this Johnson and Johnson. You gave me the Johnson. Look, as somebody who has the Johnson and Johnson shot, I can joke about it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to our next game here. Uh, Luka Doncic at 31 points to help. Ouch. What the hell is that noise? Don't make that noise on the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm shuffling cards. My bad. Nigga, why are you shuffling cards? (laughs) Did you deal? I was like, that sounds like somebody is shuffling a deck of cards. (laughs) What is the, what is the, oh, oh, oh. It was the old Kevin Hart joke with with his his sons. The two sons of the barbecue were like kind of grind on each other. He's like, is someone shuffling cards? (laughs) You say Bob Newhart said that? No. Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Luka Doncic at 31 so points and the Mavericks cards. outshot the NBA's <laughs> leading team from three-point range, beating the Clippers 113-102 to 102 on Saturday. Tim Hardaway Jr. Had, remember him? He had a 21 points and Dorian <laughs> Finney-Smith had 18 for the Mavs. Uh, Doncic and Hardaway Jr. each made five three-pointers. Uh, Finney-Smith had four to help Dallas shoot 47% from long range. That is tough. The Clippers gave up 68 points to four other players besides Dodgers, including 14 to Chris Stops. Uh, uh, Kawhi battled back a little bit, had 26 points, 10 rebounds. Paul George had 23 points himself, but they were a combined three of 14 on three-pointers, and the Clippers were 11 for 40 uh, uh, in that game after having led the league in the NBA at 41% during the regular season. Uh, we saw last year how the Mavericks kind of owned the Clippers mentally a little bit here. Uh, 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 Winston, are we seeing a repeat? Has, is Luka just the wrong player for this team and just has no fear of these Clippers <laughs> and enjoys 
burying them when he plays them. Let me ask you a question, Roka. Did you, yeah, did you did you see the game by chance? Yeah, I did. I watched the game, yes. So <laughs> I only watched the game on replay. I already saw the outcome. Let me yeah. tell you where I was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Was it Sunday or Saturday? I want to say it was Saturday. It was Saturday, the game. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought. Okay, right, right, right. So I all of a sudden am seeing all over Twitter this photo of all three clips like, yeah! And like, homie, like, all you see is just white legs sticking out from behind the goal. And I was like, oh, Lord, we done got our shit pushed in until I look at all the comments like, oh, this aged well. Like, oh, man, y'all should have been worried about the scoreboard instead of looking tough and shit like that. Right. And then I saw what we did. I watched the game on replay. The one thing that stood out to me, the Clippers threw literally everything at Luka except for Kawhi Leonard. Yep. So it sounds like what they need to do if they want a shot at this. They need to make Kawhi decide to try and guard Luka. Yeah. Now, even if that happens, I still don't know if the Clippers can pull it off, but you have a far and away better chance of doing that considering he's a two-time defensive player of the year than anything else they've tried. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, the same way that we just sexed about them the very first game of the year, mm. if they don't get their act together – we're going to just waltz right past them and do it. Like I, I genuinely see this, this Mavs team playing the way that the, the championship level Mavs played as they played as a unit. You have the superstar, but the whole team is firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And so it would literally take a Suns, a Lakers to take their head out of their ass. Something like maybe the, the 76ers out of the East yeah. in order to stop what this team just did because Luca is seeing things that don't make sense and elevating everybody around him. I don't know what is wrong with the Clippers. I don't know if, like Jay brought up before, if they need to move, if there's like this this loser mentality that's there because they have shown that they are a force to be reckoned with in the regular season for almost a decade and a half now, but never could get it done. Yeah, I don't know what's in the water, man, but this looks bad. And now you kind of understand why Doc Rivers said, you know, Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> Fucking yeah. bounce, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. JT, I mean, the, the Mavericks look fantastic. They looked yeah. ready for this game against the Clippers. Paul George looked, he missed, like, he was shooting air balls in a couple of quarters, man. He was having trouble staying in this game. And yeah, uh, what Winston said is absolutely right. Tyrolu did not put uh, Kawhi Leonard, his defensive player of the year, not didn't put him on Luka. And he said afterwards, he will, everyone's going to get what they want now. Kawhi is going to guard Luka, but does he trust Paul George to pick up the offensive slack if Kawhi is having to get run down a little bit by chasing Luka all over the floor? So this game, uh, this is one of the games I didn't get a chance to sit down and just watch from beginning to end. So mm. I had to watch a lot of highlights afterwards and some of the post interview stuff. Uh, w- and this goes for, I think, a lot of the games that we, we talked about and we're going to talk about. Yeah. This, whatever team stars showed up, that team won. Mm. This The teams whose stars kind of struggled, like LeBron and AD, Paul George and Kawhi in this one, they lost. I think this just shows you the league is much more about what star is going to step up big. Trey Young was the biggest star in that court, and he showed yeah. why at the end of that game. That's yep. the, I think the issue with you know RJ Barrett up and coming, Derek Rose coming, you know, showing life. They don't have a star like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. RJ Barrett could be that in a couple of years, but to me, it's like I watched Dallas and their stars showed up, so mm-hmm. they they won the games. I don't, but that's why I don't think you know. A lot of times you watch these first games, you're like Clippers are in trouble. It's too. Yeah. I think it's too early. I think because the game two. George and Kawhi, they could show up, and then it could be a whole. It could be they could blow them out for all you know. That's and, why and, or, they or say play all P. Yeah. 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 So for me, the first games, you know, I try not to overreact to the first game because 
when I look at the you know the stats and like what actually happened in these games, yeah, whatever team stars show up, that team won. When both to me, when both teams stars show up and are going right at it, yeah. that's I think when you really get a feel of how the rest of the series is going to go. Listen, it's great to get that first W. Uh, I think you know Dallas. It's putting the pressure on the Clippers for sure, but yeah. it's just too early to be like, I don't know, Clippers are in trouble, Lakers are in trouble. Like, <laughs> I've seen this too many times where it's like, yep, and then they go and sweep somebody like four games afterwards. I don't think that'll happen with Dallas. I think Dallas has yeah. two, but Porzingis could have a bad game. Even you know, sure, yeah, yeah. It, all it takes is for one of those guys to have a bad game and see what happens. Yeah, uh, sure. Paul George unfortunately has a pretty long track record of not showing up in the playoffs, so. If that's if you're a Clippers, you got to be a little more worried about that than I think like you would for AD or LeBron. But yeah. we'll see. I, I'm curious to see how Game Two. I think is going to. I'm going to feel so much more confident how these series are going to go after Game Two of all these series. If I may, yeah. If I may, you say if Porzingis has a bad game, Jay, mm-hmm. Josh. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. That's why you have a Luca who knows if Porzingis yeah. falls off. Luca mm-hmm. knows. All right, let me. I'm already up here. Let me just amp, yeah. amp it up higher. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big worry. That's that's the thing with Dallas. You know, so we we joke all season about Dallas, and you know we mm-hmm. would joke, but you don't have to worry if Lucas. I mean, if Lucas playing, if Porzingis don't have to be at this all star level, as long as Luca holding his weight and above, you good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now when well, it comes, Paul and Quiet though, if they're both, but that's what I was about game, to say. But that's yeah. what I was about to say. That's a that, that that's the difference. Now you got to see. If Kawhi and PG gonna bring mm-hmm. their game, because mm-hmm. if they do, then this should be a series. But the yeah. two of them need to be in sync, and this needs to happen every game. You can't have every other game or whenever you feel like it. PG yeah. and Kawhi gotta be that one-two combo every game. But I, yeah. but I, see, that's why I think both LA teams are in trouble. You are you yeah. are banking off of the fact that both of your stars have to show up. It can't just yeah. be one. The difference is. The Mavericks are that much more lethal if Porzingis shows up, but Luca has proven if Luca is just Luca, mm-hmm. that the rest of the team does what they need to do to get to get the W. That's the right. thing. If you can't look at your team to have one person take over, because I think of all the the Pal Kobe situations mm-hmm. where Kobe is almost always was almost always at at least a six mm-hmm. or a seven if right. not all at his automatic 10. And then Powell could actually fluctuate between like a five and a 10, depending on the day, and they could handle their business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not how either of these teams function. You need both of their stars to be on. And well, that's dangerous when you see that Paul George is inconsistent and apparently mm-hmm. so is AD. Like yeah. that's where they're in some serious trouble. Well, what I'm worried with both Clippers and Dallas in the long run is they are two of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times you've seen playoff teams that are great at threes. Then they have that one game six or seven where they are at like 20% from three pointer. It mm-hmm. happens every year. Like, well, that's what happens when you bank, bank your whole team yeah, around it. Just a three pointer. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they don't live or die by it, but it's a huge aspect of what they're good at. Yeah. And if they're hitting them, they're so hard to beat. But listen, I've seen so many teams just who are great all season long. And then they have that one game where no threes are going in. Celtics have had plenty of games like that in the past couple of years. Yeah. They're like, we're one of the better three point shooting teams. And then that one game where the, none of the threes are going, it's like, wow, how'd this team even get here? <laughs> um, but you know, unless you're like golden state when you had the splash brothers, they're the ones that were able to do it consistently. Those, those teams that when they won those championships were just so deadly accurate past the three point line. And I don't think any of these teams are that, 
yeah. uh, deadly. Like you think about those Golden State three point shooting teams. But, well, yeah. yes, we'll they're, they're not Splash Brothers dangerous. I'll no. give you that. But I think the difference is is that I look at the Suns. I look at I look at Dallas. You've got two incredible leaders on mm-hmm. those teams mm-hmm. that even when they're playing bad, they're still whooping people's asses and not necessarily like a blowout. Mm-hmm. But they're they're even if they're down by like a three pointer, yeah. you're like this should be a blowout. But Chris Paul is willing them to win. Luca is willing them to win. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. If they lose, they're barely losing. Yeah. And so that's my only thing that that worries me um, for both LA teams. This mm-hmm. isn't like some random scrub team in any given Sunday situation. You're all professionals and whatever. Right. This is kind of indicative of what has happened to them and plagued them throughout the year. So I yeah. see people saying, well, how many times did you see LeBron James lose the first game and then he bounces back? Sure. sure. But let's remember, LeBron has already said that, you know what, I'm never really going to be at 100% again. So LeBron is not yeah. fully LeBron. He has to be like, oh, and look like he got punched in the mouth. To he try has to be like, what? He has to be like, what? Stay in there. And again, I I just I get so concerned about Kawhi. Kawhi not as much, mainly yeah. Paul George, but Kawhi has proven he can't do that by himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's for sure. Uh, all right, oh, no, well, we got some stream labs. We're going to answer in just a second. Let's finish this next game, and then we'll talk about it for sure. So send in your stream labs if you want to get us to answer it here in just a second. The What's to put in right headphones? About uh, I have to wait until it. That's fine. I'll just mute okay. right now. Uh, the the, uh, the the Streamlabs address is right above Winston's head. It's also in the chat and in uh, the description. So let's go move on to JTE Celtics here. After struggling in the first half, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, they went off in that second half. Durant had 32 points and 12 rebounds. Overall, Irving scored 29 points, and Harden finished with 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists to lead them over the Celtics 104 to 93. In the first half, the three of them combined to go 0 for 11 from three-point range. Then they came out of the locker room and went on an 18 to 4 run and pretty much put this thing to bed. Jason Tatum only scored 22 points, shooting six for 20, which of course is completely different than the 50 points yet against my Wizards. So mm-hmm. JTE, just like you said a few minutes ago here, that one team's superstar showed up at least in the second half, and another team's superstar did not show up as strongly as he had in the past. And in the end, these Celtics were mm-hmm. already suffering with injuries and with with uh, players who can't play, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, struggle against the against these Nets. Do you think this was the best effort they could deliver here against these Nets? And this is the best they're going to do, and it's going to be a sweep. Or do you sense that maybe Jalen's going to bounce back from this and kind of carry this team in the second, or Jason rather, in the second game? I, I don't think we'll get swept. There'll be one okay. game where Tatum goes off that will let them eke by with a win. You know, you watch the game, and part of it is like. Yes, I think Brooklyn just got off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. Any lead in the first half against Brooklyn Nets is fool's gold because yeah. you have a three-headed monster who can explode and take over the game, or they could all three of them or two of them could do it at once. So yeah. I don't feel like any – unless we're up by 25 points or more in the third, fourth quarter, I'm not taking any victory laps until the W is on the board because I just think Brooklyn has too much talent. I think Jalen Brown, if we had Jalen Brown – yeah, we would have a chance. I think Jalen Brown, you know, but Kemba Walker would have to play great, and so would Tatum. I just think with what they have, you know, a limited bench, not a lot of depth. It's just kind of you know, do your best, try to you know, run some respect. <laughs> uh, just get ready to go home early because Durant, Harden, and Irving. That's yeah. all. you said. One team superstar showed up. 
one yeah. team superstar didn't really show up. And it's kind of hard when you're taking on three superstars. So, well, I mean, Kemba Walker should be showing up for this thing. He is considered a superstar <sighs> as well. He only had 15 points and two assists as the point guard of the team. So Listen, those are those situations. He was yeah, 21 in the plus minus when he was on the court. That's horrific. Go I've, been, I've been calling for a Kemba Walker trade since beginning of the season, I think. <laughs> That's true. He just hasn't looked. He's just so up and down. He He's not the kind of guy who's just going to take over a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good. Marcus Smart shot better than Campbell Walker. That's uh, insane. That should not be that's happening not good. in any no. way, shape, or form. Jay, did you see anything here from this team, from this uh, 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 Boston Celtics team that would give the, Cel- the Nets any kind of trouble if now they've kind of woken up and understand what this team can bring mm-hmm. to the table and they're ready for it? Kemba Walker is overrated. First of yeah. all, Kemba well, Walker is—he's—he was. Everybody was like, "Yo, Jordan grabbed Kemba. Kemba gonna be like this." And everybody started looking at Kemba's like this, this, this dude. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing. And if yeah. he's not showing up, I don't know what happened in that locker room for Brooklyn. Yeah, but somebody told them, "Yo, the part of my expression, we didn't pay for all you motherfuckers. Y'all better show up." I think Slim Shady had some words to say. Somebody had to say something because that's the only way the three of them come together and start doing that in the second half. Somebody said, I swear to God, if y'all don't play, we'll cut all you bitches. We'll let all. Because, again, if if they don't play together like they did in the second half of this game, this is Boston's game. Yeah. Regardless of Kimball Walker showing up or not, this is Boston's game. Right. All of a sudden, you got the three of them get on the same page. The question becomes, do they stay on the same page? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it was a slow start. It happens a lot in the playoffs. Um, I think, but it was halftime. They're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot we're in the playoffs. Let's go. <laughs> let's go out there and do our thing." Like that they switch. Just, yeah, they just flipped that switch. It came out was like, "Kick that ass." Yeah, I mean, did they go? No, that's it. It's just, right. <laughs> it's no hope. <laughs> Winston, hey, yeah, did they scare you a little bit? How they were just flick that switch in the middle of a game and just start taking off and and stomping on these Celtics. Did that surprise you at all? No, because I think the only thing that we were ever concerned about is are these cats going to be actually ready to play when it comes because of either not playing games or just injury? And that's the thing. You're dealing with two former champions. Uh, You're dealing with a former MVP, maybe one of the most prolific MVPs we've seen scoring wise. Yeah. I I don't think so. This is, I think that that's what the Nets kept trying to like make sure everybody understood we don't really give a shit about the regular season. We'll make it to the playoffs. If everybody's ready to go, good luck stopping us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they're they're all in. So yeah. I'm not surprised by this at all because how many times has Kyrie been like, all right, time to go? How many times has Katie been like, all right, time to go? How many times right. has James Harden been like, all right, time to go? Yeah. So this is – there's a reason why people were mad and like, stop cheat coding this shit. Like, that's not – yeah, what the hell? So – Another side of this, too, is that they started Joe Harris and Blake Griffin with the big three for the first time ever. This is the first time that lineup has started all season. Wow. Nash put him in there, and they were falling. I don't know how you start Blake Griffin in a, in a in a in a playoff basketball game. That makes no sense to me. It's called, let's see what, let's call it, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> let's see, let's Bring see what up. happens. Let's just see. Oh, this shit don't work? You go back to being the seventh man. Like, what? I'm not even the sixth? No. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving trolled your Celtics there wearing green sneakers for the game, bro. <laughs> That's rough. That's him getting little, a little shot in. But uh, Kevin Durant did move past uh, Tony Parker, former San Antonio Spurs Tony Parker, uh, uh, into ninth place on the career playoff scoring list. Durant has 4,075 points, 
Parker had 4,045 points. The Nets will have won eight straight playoff games against the Celtics, and they are 9-2 and two with a six-game victory in the 2002 Eastern Conference Finals and a sweep in the 2003 East Semi. So the history of the track is not good for the Celtics in this situation. They're still mad when we traded them Garnett and Pierce. <laughs> they were like one foot in the retirement. <laughs> I think they're rather messed up. Uh, that's true. That's true. Paul Priest <laughs> didn't win that series, though. Uh, let's get into these four uh, stream labs that have come through. Hill Nellum says, tough loss for my Knicks last night. You can say that again. But seeing how the majority of the team played, I still have confidence they can win this series. If Randall can get back to what he was doing all season, he was pressing himself a bit too hard to score last night. Yeah, guys, uh, Julius Randall, JT, once again, I go back to what you said here. Julius Randall didn't show up for these Knicks as strongly as he had in the past. He's their star. He's the guy that needs to show up to give them a chance to win games. Didn't quite – I think he had like 20 points last night, whereas Trey Young uh, did the business here, got that uh, uh, last uh, second shot. Um, this is an interesting situation. Do you guys have any faith that the Knicks will bounce back against these Hawks, or do these Hawks look like they're ready, kind of like these Suns do? Pick me. Really, pick, pick me. Right, go ahead, Winston. Go ahead, Winston. All you need – as a matter of fact, I'll show you. I'll, I'll tell you the answer right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to screen share – this right. is this you is your, the, no, I yeah. know, but but that's I think fine. It's allowed. Yeah, go ahead. Right there, that explains everything. <laughs> you see how you leave see, Spike alone. <laughs> no, but Spike, but see Spike, uh, Spike literally, especially because Trey hit him with this. This yep. is so indicative of this. Yeah. I swear to God, like the Knicks know exactly what time it is. <laughs> it's a Miller time and, situation. And, and like, yeah. Oh my God. So it's not that the Knicks couldn't come through and maybe win the series, but that creeping doubt that has plagued the poor New York Knicks since Phil Jackson won a title for them back in what the seventies yeah. is yeah. kind of just circulating all over again. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough to see. It was tough to see for sure for those poor Knicks fans. But yeah, I mean they handled their business, uh, and we'll see. We'll see if you guys bounce back. Because sometimes when it de- and Thibodeau, I don't know if Thibodeau's the best in the playoffs. That's the honest truth there. And I got a feeling that these Hawks are ready to prove something to some people. Uh, Alex Tornai say, hey, oh, which LA team has more pressure on them after losing Game One of their respective playoff series? It's got to be the Clippers for me. I see significant changes coming if they don't get past Dallas. Will they break up PG-13 or Kawhi if they lose? Jay, do you think the pressure is more on the Clippers? Because the Lakers already won a title last year. With all their situation and injuries and stuff, Like if they go out, I don't think it's that much of a shame, especially to the Suns. But if these Clippers go out to the Mavs, that's a hell of a hit for them to take. And you got to uh, break this thing up, right? Yeah. Well, you just answered your own question. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. You answered the question. We all know what that – who don't know what that answer is, though? Yeah. Everybody knows if, if this – look, we said last year, it's the bubble. It's the mental health situation. Right. It's everything getting together, learning to jail, blah, 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 blah. Now shit's real. If yeah. it don't work, it's, it's the same thing. Because we brought it, you brought it up earlier with the original big three and Bosch, LeBron, and, and D Wade. How that first year was like, okay, let's just see what happens. But if it don't work the second year, blow it up. It worked. This yeah. is the second year. If this don't work, you know it's not going to work. There's nothing you can do but just sit around and look at the two of them together and then keep having Russell Westbrook over. It wants to just make it triple doubles. And somebody like, hey, man, you want to come? 
here. Like <laughs> you leave Russell alone, man. He's staying with the Wizards. You leave. Russell I know. Alone. I know. That's why you don't want to let him. You ain't letting Russell go out the Wizards. That's what I'm saying. Because that call get that call get put in. Talking about some A's. So y'all, y'all want Paul George? Anybody <laughs> want Paul George? Like they'll put Paul George out there and nobody will bite. Yeah, I think that's what's crazy, Winston JT. I mean, Paul George now looks like almost kind of damaged goods. He gets it done in the regular season, but in the postseason, he doesn't show up. This could be an issue here because at least the first year of the Heat, they went to the finals. They just didn't Mm -hmm. win it. So Mm -hmm. at least they got to the finals. This team doesn't look like it might even get out of this round. Uh, What do you guys think? Who is more in danger here? Um, I would say that the Clippers are because the other thing we got to keep in mind, they're on a that's a that's a five game playoff losing streak. Yeah, like there's something specific that happens to the Clippers in the playoffs. Good now, the point. only thing that I will give them credit for, the Mavericks did this to them last year too, mm-hmm. where we we went up that that first game and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" And then we gave them, and I tried to tell everybody, I was like, "Look, we may not win this series, but we just gave the Clippers the business, and they ain't gonna do nothing." And as soon as that was a six game series that it took for them yeah. to get a, get away from us, and then they got just just abused the next the next round. Yep. So I I think that. There is more pressure on the Clippers because, like you said, at least the Lakers got it done once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and if they don't get out of this, it's like, well, they were dealing with injury all year. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a pass there. Um, but, yeah, I, it's still not good for the Lakers if they don't pull it off. But I think the Clippers have more pressure right now. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Tornight also said, uh, after the loss to Memphis and the tension between Mitchell and the team, do you see the Jazz collapsing to a hot Grizzly squad in the first round, or will they rally and move on? We're going to talk about that game, but quickly, JT, what do you think here on this one? Do, I mean, there's some tension here because Donovan Mitchell was a late scratch uh, mm-hmm. for the for game one uh, against these Grizzlies for the Jazz, and Mitchell was apparently super pissed because he was ready to play. He was good to go, but the training staff, the medical, clear, the medical staff who gives the final clearance did not – approve him to play he said he's gonna be ready he even came out at halftime on the mic and said to the fans there i will be ready come game two sorry i can't ball out tonight you know i want to be out there on the court so do you see that i mean mitchell had issues with them last year too so even Dwayne wade coming in as owner do you see problems here no, I think it's honestly it's the kind of problem you want to be having. You've mm. got a player who cannot wait to get on the court. Uh, you know, he's just the guy is excited. He's in the playoffs. They have the number one seed. Yeah. He wants to be in there. I think it, when he comes out for game two, it's going to be like Ghost Rider, head full of fire, just tearing through and kicking ass. I, I think they're going to make a statement with game two, yeah. uh, in my opinion. I think Mitchell is, is a great player. And look how good they were doing without him. I think yeah. Memphis – was just riding maybe some of the heat from their last win to get into this playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they that was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. I would say yeah. I'm not surprised the Suns beat the Lakers or I'm not shocked that Dallas beat mm. <laughs> uh, the Clippers. Honestly, the biggest surprise was this Utah game. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think, if anything, you know, listen, I think Utah is, is a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll come out game two blazing. We'll see. Yeah. What do you guys uh, think, uh, Jay? I, I got here's the thing. Uh, number yeah. one, if the trading staff is like, uh, fam, listen, <laughs> we got this here. I don't <laughs> think it's because I don't think we can put that on Dwayne Wade. You got that's no, what, well, I'm when just the saying, trainer, you know. when the trainer staff is like, hey, bro, we playing safe, right. then sorry. Can you mm-hmm. take as much as Donovan mentioned? You know, all athletes are all like, yo, I can do this, I can do mm-hmm. this. And the training staff is like, tomorrow, like, <laughs> that's how they, like, that's basically mm-hmm. what they told me, like, hey, bro. Look, you gonna play? 
just we need you to make we need to make sure that beyond a shadow of a doubt yeah. there is nothing that can happen because we need to know what happens after this game how everybody plays and how you can fit in with that then you can play and for him to go on the mic it basically was like hi guys listen i'm donovan right i want to be out here no racial slurs i will be because <laughs> you got to tell the jazz fans look don't use that word. I will be here next game. Like, do you remember what the was the injury? A hamstring or ankle? I can't remember. I think it's the ankle. Yeah, the ankle. Okay, I, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? What's it? Any thoughts on this? On which particular? Uh, on Donovan. On Donovan, and it maybe being some simmering tension here between him and the Jazz. I think he will come in and do what he needs to do in order to kind of finish out this year, whether that means this series or Mm -hmm. the playoffs, like if they somehow Mm -hmm. go the distance. But I think that once this year is over, he's going to be out there because this isn't the first time that we've seen this. I think this is those things where he's like, look, I'm not just going to blow an opportunity to win a chip because I'm pissed, but I don't need to be around when this is over. Yeah, yeah. Is this contract done after the season? Oh, good question. Let me uh, let me take a look at that. If it, if it is, if it is, watch all of a sudden the the Utah Jazz get money out of nowhere to throw at Donovan because that's a dude you do not want. Look, you gonna fit. That's yeah. one of those players you have where you're like, what is it going to take to fix this? Now you yeah. have some players who are just like nothing. I'm done. You know, they just want to go. But if if all of a sudden it's like, yo, give me this player and put this money around me. Yeah. I look with Dwayne Wade to be like, hi guys, I'm hosting a Kickstarter to keep down the <laughs> on the jazz. Well, I mean, no, his contract Joker is most likely going to win MVP this year. Like, possibly. That's got, I mean, why would you want to leave that kind of player? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Mitchell signed a four year contract extension last year. Uh, yeah, so he's not going year. anywhere. He's not going anywhere at this point. He's only making a base salary of $5 million. But dude, you got him and Joker and Joker playing the way he's playing. Like, yeah. Well, they're going to be in the playoffs every year for the next four years. That's true. Uh, if you can keep them, if you keep, can keep both them, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, uh, let's let's see what else we got. We got one more here from Johnny Andia. Says, got to give a shout out to the Atlanta sports uh, this weekend, and then Julio Julio Jones and the Falcons news. Oh well, love the show, y'all. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Uh, we'll talk about both those things for sure. Actually, we'll talk about the Atlanta Hawks game next. Let's just jump that in the order. Trey Young made a runner. In the lane with 0.9 seconds yeah. left to give the Atlanta Hawks a 107-105 victory over the Knicks. So, this was a hell of a game. So much fun to watch. You know, my Hawks kind of smashed the Wizards down a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. So I kind of got to know how good <laughs> this team is watching them play. But I did not anticipate Trey Young coming out here like a killer, like a, a grim reaper out there. 32 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds and 15,000 people were in Madison Square Garden including the aforementioned Spike Lee mm-hmm. watching this happen and don't don't leave out Bogdanovich Bojan Bogdanovich who had 18 points for the Hawks Alex Burks Alec Burks scored 27 for the Knicks uh, Derek Rose had 17 you know uh, uh, Chicago's Derek Rose there and Julius Randle only shot as I said 6 of 23 I'm sorry he had 15 points 15 not 20 that is insane to think about. Um, but this still went down to the last second. And let's uh let's take like a look. Right, pick, yeah, me, pick me, yeah. pick me, pick me, pick right. me. All right, go ahead, Jay. Yes, please. Everybody's been saying Trey Young was gonna do this to teams. Mm. It's been said for years that Trey Young was gonna start doing this to teams, and people didn't believe it. And yeah. to silence the entire garden lets you know, don't play with that boy, don't yeah. play with that. 
I, I'll tell you this. I, I knew he was going to be a force like that, but I still stand by how that draft played out. The fact that they took Trey over Luca, I think was a mistake. I think when this is all said oh, and done, yeah. they're both, 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 yeah. both going to have Hall of Fame careers. I think they both make it to the Hall of Fame. I just think that when this is all done, we're looking mm-hmm. at a Kobe-Tim Duncan situation where, mm-hmm. where Tim has earned all of the accreditation in his own right, but nobody be talking about Tim Duncan the way, be, the way they be talking about Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's that's how this will play out. We'll see. I mean, uh, JT, he had to bounce back from people uh, from a, a fifteen thousand people in unison saying "fuck Trey Young," and he came back and silenced them on <laughs> that, that last cold. play. That was I mean, cold. that was uh, cold. Shut let's, the whole arena down. Let's let's uh let's uh let's see if I can get this on right here. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can play this. Here. All right, here. Oh, no, no, wrong thing. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. What do you think, JT? What do you think about what he did? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what that was. Don't know. Um, my bad. It's my bad. Go ahead. I'll say who the big, the team who had the biggest star on the floor won the game, and he came up in the biggest moment, and that's what stars do. Yep. So to me, that's what gives Atlanta the edge in this series. I think – I think, you know, Thibodeau has done a great job coaching this team. Uh, a lot of people say definitely this New York team has played harder than the last, like, 10 years of New York teams combined. Like, <laughs> every time they go on the court, you can tell they're diving for loose balls. They're hitting the boards. They're very, you know, well-coached team who plays hard. And, listen, nobody has the Hawks or the Knicks going very far in the playoffs. Nobody you does. Know, right. Nobody does. Maybe Trey uh, Young does, but nobody maybe else. Trey, so, like, to me, you know, these are good games. This is going to be a good series. Yeah. I just think whatever team makes it out of here – is probably going to have a rough time doing very well the next series. But it's exciting to watch this series because these are two teams who are on the cusp of being really good teams. But New York is, you know, one one really great player away from being, you know, a contender. Same thing you can say, same thing about Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot of weapons, but I don't get to watch as many Atlanta games as I would like to. Mm -hmm. Trey Young has been – known in the past for kind of maybe hogging the ball too much, shooting and forcing some shots. This yeah. was his first playoff game, I believe. And I yes. think he just hit the floor. He could not wait to get in a playoff game, and I think he showed it. I think he stepped up bigger than anybody else in that game. Some of these young kids, they step up. They understand the game, and they step up mm-hmm. and show you what they got. Let's take a listen to the garden right now uh, as as they drop it as they drop it on them. Uh, uh, hold on. I, I keep forgetting to hit the share audio. Listen, I can figure this out, goddammit. I want to I had this all set up. All right, let's do one more time. Let's hear it. Let's hear the audio. All right. It's three years. Now they're psyched to be back in the postseason. Wow, I mean that's started early. They started early, huh? In the first quarter, <laughs> yeah, they were going on. Quarter. Hey, bro, quarter. Hey, we'll give a shit about you right now. <laughs> 14, they're already saying that. Wow. The yeah. the only the only thing about that that sucks is like, you know, then how do you introduce your small children to basketball? And like <laughs> this, this honey is where we chant fuck Trey Young. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like like, cause I, I love how sometimes you'll oh. get announcers being like, uh, "We apologize for the colorful language right now." Like, cause like, what else you yeah. gonna do? I thought uh, Mike Green was gonna say that, but he didn't. He just stayed silent. He's like, "I'm not getting involved in this <laughs> at all." Like, do you need uh, them to yell at the broadcast booth? Somebody get a text message. Hey, man, they said that y'all ain't shit down there. <laughs> 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 and Trey, 
nailed his shot. Here he is uh, doing that. He said, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Right oh, there. oh, you can hear Spike. And there's Spike. But wait, you can hear. I'm glad you can't play the audio. But no, you I can't. Can I don't want to play hear, you can yeah. hear the air leave the garden <laughs> yeah. when he hits that shot. Like, yeah, yeah. He hits and then it just goes. Yeah. You can hear a pin drop. <laughs> it was incredible. That's the kind of nuts Yo. you need to have if you want to win a series and play Yo. NBA playoffs, man. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Is it it reminds me of probably my favorite rush hour quote. He's like, I like to watch people talk who like to talk because it lets me know how full of shit they they really are. (laughs) Because it's literally it's literally the dude, it's the dude, the the big dude in the movie, like, oh whoop your tiny little ass up, motherfucker. And Jackie Chan just sitting here like, I don't want trouble. It's like I will fuck your shit up. I swear to God, little China man, you about to get this ass whoop. And then Jackie goes boom. And then dude's on the ground. He's like, I told you I didn't want trouble. And then he just walks (laughs) off. Like, now just imagine. Now imagine like uh like what did Jackie eventually say in the credits? Like, uh, my daddy wants to call a bullet with his bare hand, no bullshit. It was mm-hmm. kind of like that. He's like, I caught a bullet with my bare hand, no bullshit. Ice cold, <laughs> nigga. And he just walked off. That was Trey Young. Like, I don't and then yeah. did you see the video in the locker room? He was like, it's real oh. quiet out there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't let it go. He did not let it go, man. <laughs> what's funny I, is yeah. what's funny is that that probably just built. His M- his MJ yeah. mentality, where he's like, and I t- and I took that personally, <laughs> and now he's about yeah. to embarrass them for the rest of the yeah, series. But, but every time, I guarantee yeah. it's probably gonna happen. Game two, he finna hit a drop on their ass and be like, and I do it again. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, you know, Rush Hour is PG thirteen. Uh, Swaggy's <laughs> dialogue was ad libbed. That was a more R rated. What? Fair point. Fair point. That's a fair point. Thank you, JT. Thank you, JT. <laughs> it's available now in a three yeah. pack that you can get on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The movie was ad. His lines were ad libbed. Those are not actually in the script. Even if you turn the closed captioning on, you will not. See motherfuckers. I think uh, Jackie Chan hasn't done many rated R movies. Uh, the foreign no, no. radar though. I think, Which the I think that, that was the most recent one where he's like yeah. an older. He's an older. Yeah. He, it's almost his Grand Torino. Yeah, uh, if there I'm you go. Honest. It's like, <laughs> it's like taken. a Taken, yeah, yeah. taken yeah, slash yeah. Grand Torino a little bit. It took his I, daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. It's, it's the mix of the two. Yeah, yeah. It was directed by Martin Campbell. I think that's why it was a good movie. Look at him showing off his Schmodown chops right now. Respect, <laughs> JT. I appreciate it. But yeah, definitely great stuff from Jackie Chan. The Foreigner, if you haven't seen The Foreigner, definitely watch The Foreigner. It, I think it's better than Taken. It's a fucking badass movie. A little more depth to it. And Pierce Brosnan playing, playing a villain is always yeah, nice. Yeah, he's good. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so and uh, also Lou Williams showed up in this game with 13 points. So shout out to Sweet Lou because he has all been right. playing like crap all season and showed up for this playoff game. Maybe this is what he's built. And maybe he'll be that extra kind of weapon they can have out there to help. Magic City Wings. Hey, <laughs> it's about Magic City Wings. It's true. He's closer now. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. F James 72 said, I just started. It's too late for me to ask about the dubs to stop passing the ball through four people. By the way, uh, Roka, Grandmama would wipe the Fab Five off the floor. Oh, man, fuck off, Beth James. You fucking, you know what? Larry Johnson can suck my balls, man. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> the Fab Five was the team, son. Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, man, get out. You know, Jimmy King, get the hell out. Ray Jackson, Juwan Howard, please. UNLV, nobody remembers UNLV. They didn't revolutionize shit. 
They just showed up, won one title, got beat by Duke when they were the number one team in the title game, and then rolled on out of here. The Fab Five revolutionized basketball. They were a style. No. They were a trend. They changed everything, bro. No one was wearing black socks until the Fab Five showed up. All right. And the long shorts too. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Roka go off like that in a while. <laughs> um, I've nearly only seen that essentially when he's doing outlaw like uh, promos. So that was, <laughs> that was a treat. That was certainly a treat. I don't want no trouble. I mean, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't want no trouble. <laughs> I don't want no trouble. Don't come for my fat five. I don't want no trouble. Uh, anyway, yeah. But thank you, F. James. Appreciate the very kind donation. And, yeah, sorry for you Warriors, man. The Warriors had a shot here to get themselves in, but they hit a Lakers team that LeBron hit that three-pointer mm-hmm. and then a Memphis team that really wanted to get in, apparently. To Again, yeah. Oscar-winning performance by LeBron James. Again. <laughs> That is the only reason. Man, they hit me in the eye, kid, and I just saw three, and I just shot for the middle. Shut the fuck up. Like, everybody was. Well, my other thing that's interesting, and this should be an indicator of the Lakers, in my opinion, are in a little bit of trouble. There is no reason that the Warriors, that is just Steph right now, should have pushed them to LeBron hitting kind of a luck three-pointer. It should not have come to that. That yeah. is that is that says a lot about that t- that that mm-hmm. the Warriors did a great job and Steph made his case for MVP this season, but that, no sir, that yeah. should have been an opportunity for the Lakers to go fuck y'all. This is who he is, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Wiggins played really great in that game, uh, yeah, defensively and offensively. Yeah, but in the end, but it's still enough. Steph Curry basically by him goddamn self. Yeah, Steph like. All right, I'm just going to shoot from their locker room. <laughs> I will say this. They should scare the hell out of every other team in the NBA if Steph can do this without Klay Thompson. Because when Klay comes back, it's going to be lights out, ladies and gentlemen. That's John. not true. Oh, if mentally, he if he's there mentally, remember, we're talking Klay? about – If he's back yeah. there mentally? Yeah, that's yeah you got to be back mentally to do it. Yeah. Remember, you come back, you halfway to your, re- your rehab to come back, then you fucked up again. Mm-hmm. It's that Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. It's just like D Rose was. Yeah. You, there's a mentality of the fear of getting hurt now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. it's a little different to like say Gordon Hayward, who like broke his leg straight up in the game. Um, I think that's a little more trouble. That those are the guys I worry about. Like Paul yeah. George had that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are a little bit harder to come back. I still think two years is what's really. Yeah, hurts him. It was one year, and it wasn't that serious. But two years. Yeah. What did he do? He he tore his Achilles at one in. Yeah. It was the AC- Achilles I mean, and then ACL. Yeah. Kobe, so was it's, never, Kobe was never, never the same. Kobe was Achilles. But that's true. But if it, if it because Achilles are kind of they can be death blows. The only difference though, Kobe's whole thing, like yes, he was like had transitioned into a jump shooter. Yep. Yeah. Kobe's yeah. attack the basket. That's not Clay. Yeah. Clay is a spot shooter. I know. It's just, you don't even have to touch the dribble the ball. He just finds the yeah. boom, bang. That's the way Clay plays. Yeah. It's, it's all it's in the light, yeah. it's in light skin jeans. Uh there's a thing in black DNA where if you're light skin, you just you're not gonna do this. I'm not gonna let you do Listen, this. There's this a is, thing this in black jeans. This is a word in the hood Look at poor JTE. He's like, I don't even know how to respond to this. Don't do this. This is a real you are light skinned when you are light skinned with finger waves, you just know how to oh, spot my. shoot. 
Yikes. And so Jay, Jay coming for Clay Thompson. At least Larry Johnson's not still in the league. God damn. All crazy. right, let's move on. Uh, let's move on before we get in trouble here. All right, Chris Middleton lifting now the block. What? The light skin coalition? You want a bunch of niggas that sit like Prince to do this? Hey, oh no. Oh hey. no. Apparently Prince was amazing at basketball. Oh wait, is he going across the hall to Jay's? I think he's going across the hall. Wait, to Jay's do you guys apartment. live next to each other now? Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, okay. He in Hollywood Woo. now. All right. All right. Oh yeah, it was other ACL then he tore the Achilles. Yeah, probably compensated with his ACL. So yeah. That's so, two of the I'm worst injuries you get. Mad at me. I'm talking about how light skinned people take pictures with Rose That's, not, wrong. That's not, wrong. Went, That's not right. He, God damn it. He went, he went, he he had the Derrick Rose issue where it's like you 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 yeah. you hurt one leg. So then mm-hmm. you overcompensate yep. and you fuck up the other well, one. Yeah. And so yeah. it yeah. will totally depend on what this does to his confidence. I agree. That's if, good if, it, if, it, if it has fucked his confidence, then ew. Yeah, true for sure. Uh, before we move on to the next game real quick, just want to thank you guys. We're hitting into the second hour. Thank you so much for watching us right now. I got over 150 of you. Would love it if you gave it a like. Give this video a like, please. That thumbs up button. If it's your first day on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and give some love to it. If you're watching later, leave a comment and hit that like button as well. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Chris Middleton lifted the Bucks past the Heat in overtime of game one. I'm telling you, the Heat know how to play this team. They know how to play these Bucks like they did last year. Jimmy Butler got no fear. He didn't have as much up as he had last year, kind of sweeping or kind of beating these Bucks in this game one. But I think the Heat should be encouraged about what they were able to do against this team. Milwaukee was the number one overall seed last year, and they went out four to one to Miami. So winning one game here might be all you get if Miami figures you got out again. Giannis had 26 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists, but he only shot 10 of 27. Overall, Middleton, as I said, had 27 points and led them in this game. Duncan Robinson scored 24 points for the Heat while shooting 7 of 13 from three-point range. Miami was 20 of 50 on three-pointers while the Bucks were 5 of 31. And Milwaukee had never made less than seven pointers in a game during the regular season. So that Miami defense kind of ratcheted up here in the playoffs. So, uh, uh, Winston, I'll go to you. Think, What do you feel about all this uh, Heat-Bucks situation, man? I mean, look, I I remember last year. I don't know if Soul's watching. I don't. It doesn't yeah. seem like it. She'd be Shout quiet. out to She's Soul. Quiet. Uh, she's obsessed with the Miami Heat, and she rightfully, is. there was a reason that they made it to the finals. It was just sad yeah. that they had that that Jimmy didn't have anything left in the tank. Jimmy beat the entirety of the East by himself <laughs> with with like some supporting players coming in and doing what they need to do from time to time. If the Heat as a unit have learned from that and now are Ride or die with Jimmy, dude. Yeah. The the 76ers could be out of here. The Nets could be out of here. Like it sounds weird to say that, even though the Nets just decided all three superstars were gonna go off. Yeah. Um, bro, I think the other thing it says though, no one would ever say that Giannis isn't a badass, but I think it says more about Giannis and how he just did not look. I would rather at yeah. this point take Jimmy Buckets over Giannis. I like real you talk. know what? Because Jimmy wants to win the game. Giannis yeah. doesn't. He doesn't strike me as an alpha dog in any way, shape, or form. I think uh, Giannis is a good player, strong player. When he's feeling it, he's almost unstoppable. But I don't think he's a leader of a team. And with Jimmy, he could do that. Even Jimmy was shot like shit for the game. Uh, I think he had. He only had seventeen points. Him and Adebayo, JT, they were eight of thirty-seven for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Butler, Butler was four of twenty-two. Adebayo, 4 of 15. If those guys show up, this game is over. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do you take from this? Do you think the Heat just kind of let them get away yeah. with one here? It might be kind of figuring out these bucks yet again for a second year in a row. 
I think out of all round one, this is the best matchup. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the best matchup. You have a Heat team coming off a finals visit. Uh, they have a lot of depth. Milwaukee has a lot of depth too. A lot of great shooters. The you know past MVP winner in Giannis. You got Jimmy Butler. I, I think this is going to be this series could go six or seven. Honestly, mm. I think Milwaukee is a strong enough team where even if Miami is playing good, they can still match them. Listen, yeah. Miami should lose the series mm. uh, on paper. I think you know. They were ranked lower. I mean, is yeah. Milwaukee what the number two or three? Yeah, the the, the three seed. The three seed. So yeah. they're just a better team. Yeah. Um, and Giannis, I agree, but I have seen Giannis be able to take over games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he might not have been all in this game, but he's they still folded out the win in OT. Yeah. So for me, Milwaukee has all the pressure. Uh, but it's gonna yeah. be a close series. This is just—I think this is the most evenly matched series we got so far in the playoffs out of all the games. All right, Jay. I mean, you spoke about mental edge in the playoffs. The Clippers not having a mental edge here against these Mavericks. Do you think the same thing is happening? Kind of a mirror image in the other conference here with the Heat and the Bucks. Yes, the Bucks got the victory, but they had to go to overtime. And Chris Middleton, who has been you know dinged with not being the most consistent player for the Bucks, had to show up and carry them. Not Giannis here. So, do you think Miami kind of owns them a little bit mentally and might uh, take this series again? Yeah, the fact that Jimmy Butler sat there was doing focus T25 and got extra swole on niggas. <laughs> like, Jimmy Butler was a, Have you not seen Jimmy Butler? He, he looks Butler? good. He, yeah. he literally did, like, the mic thing. Like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my body be more resilient to the abuse yeah. I might have to take in this series. Yeah. And, and and that's helping that, you know, the heart and the game that he has already is there. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team is slowly starting. But Adebayo got to step up a little more. But you again, this yeah. could be Miami series. But if it's not Miami series, if it is Miami series, excuse me, then it's a wrap on Giannis. With I mean, yeah, he just resigned. That's a great point. He yeah. just resigned, but it's like, man, something got to give over there in Milwaukee. Yeah, they talked all that stuff about getting Drew Holiday, Winston, and they were like, oh, Drew's the guy. Drew's our guy. He did have 20 points, but they were quiet 20 points, and uh, he didn't quite take out of the game like you'd expect him to when Giannis wasn't doing his thing as strongly as he should have in the past. So, you know, if this doesn't happen, are we looking at a mirror Clippers situation where they blow this whole thing up? Giannis is like, screw it. I'm not staying here anymore. Trade me like Anthony Davis forced his way out of New Orleans. Yeah, I mean it it might it might need to happen to be honest with you it just might yeah. need to happen cuz I Milwaukee is another one of those teams that unfortunately is very Clippers-esque in that there's mm-hmm. something in the air that even if they're good they're not good. I don't I don't I don't know how else to put that. You know what I'm yeah. saying where yeah. like you you need I think you need some fresh uh, a fresh start for for the franchise, not just for the players. Obviously, for the players, they can leave and go get better. But mm-hmm. like, there's a, there's just a few teams around the league that are just forever cursed. Minnesota, yeah. Milwaukee, the Clippers. Um, those are the three that immediately come to mind. That like, I, I don't know where this ever changes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but. Well, all right, we'll see. We'll see for sure. I just have a feeling, and shout out to Soul, who might be watching later. Uh, these uh, these Heat might be doing it again. Who knows? Uh, but Adebayo's got to show up. Adebayo's got to get more aggressive, man. They're leaving him. I mean, they were, you're watching those highlights. They're leaving him out there for those mid-range jumpers, and he's not taking them, and he's kind of hesitating, doing these clumsy drives to the ring. Rim, he's got to be more aggressive if they're going to take uh, get to the finals again and shock people in the East. I'll we be shall- right back. I got, I got to take a quick phone call, but I'll be back in two minutes. Okay. 
All right, all right. Let's move on to what's okay. okay listen, I'm saying like a uh, kid in purpose. I'm saying Bam out of the bayou. Bam out of the bayou got sit there. Do he got he got to play bigger risk, big man down there for Miami. I mean, if you don't do. I can't say nothing, man. Uh, exactly. I had to stop myself because I just felt so bad. Yeah. I just felt so I'm bad. Glad I was because like glad Ken- you know because Kendrick Perkins is getting millions. Be like, man, I I I would buy you. Like he gets millions. I'm getting I'm getting hopefully something from a stream lab for saying yeah. that. We'll see. We'll see. Xavier Black Wiley says, "Speak your true self. Don't let Winston Lightskin hold you back." Love my guy Jay. Can't wait to chop it up on the 28th. Love to all you guys. There you go. Xavier Black Wiley is one of the members of the Supervillain Squad. We do the one-on-ones with the Supervillain session, and uh, nice. I'll be doing his on the 28th. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, so, I didn't buy you. Oh, boy. I can't. I'm going to get so much. Womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> uh, F. James responded back, says, you are correct. The 5-5 five, five, won how many titles? Wait a minute. Timeout. Wow, that's what you got? That's all you got? We didn't lose to an all-white Duke as an all-black UNLV team, did we? All right, let's move on to. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 wait, hey, 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 they don't put in the three-point mm-hmm. shot for white people and light skin. Nope, don't love, nope, of course they haven't, goddammit. Nope, not going to have me on this. <laughs> no, no, you know what, Jesus. maybe they did. they did lose to Duke. Never mind. All right, F. James, you win that round. All right, let's get to 100 likes as, uh, as uh, Sean is asking people to do. Big Sean Barito here hanging out with us uh, from the Outlaw Nation. Thank you, Sean. All right, let's move on to our next game while JT and, and Jay are off the thing. It's the Blazers. They beat the Nuggets here 123 to 109. Pretty soundly uh, and a surprise victory for these Lillards. 30 uh, for these uh, Blazers. Damian Lillard had 34 points. Dame, 34 points and 13 assists. They did something no team has done the entire season. They held Joker, Nikola Jokic, to one assist the whole game. One assist. He was averaging 8.3 assists per game they figured out that if they can stop him and his assists that they have a chance against these nuggets you know the nuggets uh, already were struggling without jamal murray jamal murray was there at the game but like you start to shut down the joker who is of course as jt mentioned odds on mvp winner this season then you might have uh, the, the the key you need to beat uh these nuggets the blazers hit 19 of 40 shots from beyond the arc carmelo had 18 points cg cj mccullum had 21 it was carmelo's first trip back to denver in the playoffs with another team he had uh, but he was doing his thing and showed up and showed out. So, Jay, I go to you on this one. What do you think about this? Do you like uh, what the uh, Blazers have done here? Do you have faith in game time one more time or no? I don't – I have faith, but I just need them to go to the finals. I need them to win. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. There's only so much we can say, and we just talked about how Phoenix is that team in the yeah. West. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. talk about Phoenix as that team in the West. If if Utah stays healthy, they can be the second team. It can be a toss-up between them two. So, like, yep. if if you're not looking at the Blazers getting past either one of them, let's just be honest. We're yeah. not. So, yeah. you know, yeah, Dame can do all he's going to do. But until Dame has it, he's going to be one of those players, a great player without a chip. And I get mm-hmm. it. He's trying to bring that glory to, to Portland. I get it. But the the way the rest of the West around him is being built, that is yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Good point. What do you think there, Winston? Do you think uh, these Blazers figured this out once uh, on these Nuggets and uh, are doing their thing without Jamal Murray? Yeah, it was a nice story that they kept going. These Nuggets were playing so well. Aaron Gordon coming into that trade, doing well, sliding in seamlessly. But, you know, if you can shut down Jokic, who is their main guy now with Jamal Murray out, is this pretty much a 4-1 series or possible sweep? 
Yeah, I could see I could see that happening. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think that the Nuggets are are hurting, mm-hmm. and I think that Dame has proven that he is the he is the giant killer. That's yeah. that's his favorite thing to do is to come in and the, the the one thing that makes me sad. I don't know if they make it back to the Western Conference Finals, and a lot of people mm. compare compare Dame to uh, AI as mm-hmm. like a, as as a, as a reincarnation of AI where. He'll handle all over you. He'll shoot all over you. But we may never see him get that chip, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they haven't necessarily – like, obviously, McCollum being there has always been great and whatnot. But you've never really given him someone that fully complements him and can take yeah. some of the burden off of him. Right. Um, that's that's a little bit of the concern there. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't I, – I think that I think that they've got this series probably – Mm-hmm. But I think that that's all they've got. Okay. All right. Michael Porter Jr. for the Knucks had 25 points, but he was just one of 10 from three-point range. Aaron Gordon only had 16. This uh, alpha dog score, you got to get some more points against a team like this uh, overall. They were down, or they were, it was just, it was like, it was a close uh, game here uh, going into the third quarter. And then the uh, Blazers went on a 32 to 13 run with uh, uh, Lillard getting 15 of those 32. That really turned everything around. And uh, they outshot Denver from the foul line as well, 19 to 8, and hit 18 free throws to Denver's four. So even in that arena, they were due to beat. Uh, these Nuggets. Anything to take from, away, JT, before we move on next game for these Blazers beating the Nuggets? They, do, do you see the Blazers kind of uh, being a team that could surprise some people in the West at all? Listen, man, Lillard balled out this game, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude, as long as you – who's got the best player on the floor between both teams? Yeah, yeah. Dave. Portland. Dave yep. Lillard. That's who – I'll take Portland in this series. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, two more games to get to, but we got some stream labs that have come through. Pete Glanville says, and this is going to be a fun conversation. Y'all got any thoughts on the Kwame Brown rants? Well, I was I was counting down the time till we got a question for it. I sat down on Saturday. I watched about 30 to 40 minutes of that thing. I was, listen, I'm a Wizards fan, so I'm very intimately aware of Kwame Brown and what happened there with Jordan. And seeing these guys coming for Kwame and having him come back at them the way he did, he came out, he came after Jamel Hill. He well, came yeah, after he did. What did he do? He did. He still continually does. Yeah, but this is for those. If you guys don't know, Kwame Brown, you remember he was a first round bust uh, bust in the NBA. Broker, what you're not going to I will walk away from the show. What you're not going to do is inra- invoke the wrath of Kwame Brown. Hey, hold on. I was about nope. to give him some love. I was nope. going to say. You already started. Your pre- you prefaced me. I put it in the first round. Look, I put it in quotes. People don't listen to the quotes. They just hear the words. Hi, the thoughts and opinions of the outlaw John Stephen Roker are not those of the Blurts the Hood fellas. That's fine. Marshall and Jay Washington. Well, you didn't agree with me, so I'm clear. I'm sure you Well, we want to make sure we are not invoking this rap like a chubby dog. How about this? Whether or not. I'd like to finish my sentence. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say whether or not he hit maximum potential. I'm not using the B word with Kwame Brown because I don't want none of those. I was just going to say people considered him. I was going to, I put in quotation marks. He lasted for 12 years in the NBA. He made 63 
dollars. And from what I saw from that camera, he's living nice and high. He's got a beautiful house. He looks great. He looks fantastic. Looks in shape. Some of these look at Charles. Charles is a is a planet. But you've got Kwame. Charles does drugs and drinks every day. All right, fine. Well, you can't comment if you're not going to come on screen. So, you know, you got to keep it down if you're not going to come on screen. All right, there we go. Thank you, you, Jay. But I'm just saying, uh, these Kwame Brown rants, rants, you guys got to watch this shit. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. This is how you go back at the haters. And he unleashed it in a brilliant way, a smart uh, way, and a, a social media smart way, I mean. And just absolutely, I mean, him with the hookah was just genius all of it around. Did you guys get a chance to watch this? What are your overall thoughts on it? He calls Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. All I all I know is is someone said it right that we treated Kwame like like Omar on the wire. The minute you said <laughs> Kwame Brown is a, and you didn't quote yeah. said the B word, That's all true. I heard was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Kwame coming. Kwame coming. I got to go. Kwame coming. <laughs> like, I, look, look, man. I, in Ugh. some cases, I thought he went too far. But the biggest thing that I will at least give him a baby bit of defense on is mm-hmm. from the standpoint that people have had his name in their mouth yeah. for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And I promise you. There is a breaking point for all of us where if you yeah. keep invoking my name, eventually you gonna catch the smoke. And that's yeah. essentially what Kwame has been doing. He got tired of people putting his name in their mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, Kwame Brown, now on his YouTube channel, mm-hmm. has 190,000 subscribers. Yeah. In like yeah. a week. In a yeah. week. Wow, it's insane. Bro, we've all been working for years to build up a social media presence in a week. Wow. It is a hundred and and it's all from this. Yeah. Every video is this. A hundred and ninety thousand. It was smart. It was smart for sure. Uh JT, any right thoughts on. on this? All right, all right. I missed this video. I heard about it. I really? always, I've oh. always seen experts on Twitter and like things here and there. So like, what are some of the, hit me, give me some of the greatest hits. What did you Ooh, say? Good question. What are the greatest hits that Kwame mm-hmm. dropped out? I mean, everybody's afraid. I mean, look in the chat. It was like, Kwame's coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, here's, here's some of yeah, the stuff. Go. It started off with, with Gilbert Arenas, Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, all kind of talking about mm-hmm. him and how he's a bust and all that. And he started off by going at Barnes, other than calling him Becky with the good hair, but talking about how, like, Derek Fisher is effing your wife and, like, got the keys to your house and all this other stuff. And then talk about how Steven Jackson ain't never been shit, ain't never going to be shit. Like, when it all them. Going in at Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and talking about, like, you never played ball having asses and going Mm -hmm. off on them and all. Like, literally, if anybody has invoked his name, yeah, like like Candyman, bro. He comes oh. up and he just murders you. Like that's just True. what he's been doing. You know, I didn't know. I, I heard he had said something about Jamel, but I haven't seen it yet. So I'm trying okay. to read about it real no, fast. No, he actually pulled back on Jamel. He did Jamel, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Jamel yeah. Hill is the is like the only person mm-hmm. who has like Jamel Hill was like, bro. I'm sorry. He literally didn't say nothing to, but he gave Chris Broussard the business. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he been going. 
Like he, he gave Charlemagne the he gave the Breakfast Club yeah, just yeah. all of it. Like you come for Charlemagne the God, you got to have real stones, man. So respect. <laughs> let's for him. Uh, let's just but roast. Said, let's just yeah. roast him, man. Start a feed with him right now. We'll get a no. We'll get, no. We'll get these numbers up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, boy. Let's <laughs> do it. He called. He called Barnes Becky with the good hair. He called uh, Stephen Jackson a fake Black Lives Matter activist. Oh, uh, and then he said arenas. He said uh, most. Uh, we're insults and accusations that arenas took millions from him when they played together brown said to stephen a smith stephen a you bald forehead thinking you tough talking about oh they can come see me well meet me in seattle where you can have mutual combat it'll look like you had a toupee on the front of your head uh and then he went after skip bayless <laughs> and enough. jamel hill this is what uh, we we're referencing he said and skip bayless thanks for the pass i guess which he said in a separate Instagram live video, I ain't getting no pass from your co-host when you was letting this punk motherfucker talk about a teenager. I had to endure you talking about Good my Lord. mama's son like that, you bitch. Oh, my God. Lord. It was insane. Uh, and then, of course, Jackson responded, was everybody in the world has joked on your basketball skills, bro, so be mad at yourself. Don't make, make it personal. Don't make it personal. You talk about a man's, you'll make it in person. I love how these guys talk yeah. shit. And then when something comes back, it's like, well, why are you getting all upset? Uh, <laughs> so it's it's insane. But uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. Gaslighting yeah. 101, bro. But you got to respect. Look, Matt Barnes a killer motherfucker. So you got to respect that. Uh, is he? Is he? I feel like he would. No, because when, when Matt, look, everything Kwame has said about <laughs> Matt Barnes, everything Kwame said about Matt Barnes that we know about him and Derek Fisher <laughs> is true. Like, yeah. yo, you let this in your house. He got your key. He said, give me some, bring some gas money so the kids get, get to school. Like, Matt, Bar Matt Barnes tried to play it cool. was like, hey, bro, yeah. I get you hurt. He's like, yo, come see us in Atlanta. He's like, we'll be in Atlanta. Come see us. He said, uh, Matt, Matt Barnes crazy, but if Matt yeah. Barnes is like, yo, we got a box first, come box, then be on the podcast. I said, what? <laughs> like he has yo, changed. Let's... He has changed his a YouTube display name to Kwame Brown Bus Life. That's uh, that's wow. his. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And apparently, Charmaine, uh, Charlemagne on the air said to leave Kwame Brown alone, and then he spoke to Kwame Brown's family in depth uh, afterwards. Wait, wait! I just, found, I just found, I just found oh. the tweets from Jamel Hill that kind of set him off. The first one yeah. is Jamel going, Kwame Brown got me checking the tape to make sure I never said shit about him. If yeah. I did, I'm sorry. Please don't talk about my mama. And then she chose another one. Kwame Brown today and yesterday, and it's the, the picture that says violence, and it's just turned on. <laughs> 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 Yo, wait, Shayo Hadari Coker, the showrunner for Luke Cage, yeah, said, yeah. hey, Kwame, I'm sorry for killing off Cottonmouth in season one, bro. Don't oh. come to me. Like, everybody, everybody was like, yo, if you got any beef with me, nigga, I'm sorry. Everybody oh. been on Twitter, fuck. It was like, hey, man, I'm sorry for cutting you off in traffic. Hey, no, like, nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted with Kwame, bro. Which, oh, which that's the other thing that Jamel had to explain the reference. So apparently this is where Kwame's anger sometimes is a little off base. I yeah. don't think he understands the turn of phrase, so-and-so chose violence today. So she calls it out, she goes, because he apparently went off on her and be like, ma'am, I got kids and you lying about me talking about I chose to be violent. No, Jamel goes to Shut Kwame Brown. Shut I said you Shut no, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. I choose like that. It's from that. So, so Jamel, so Jamel Hill said in a tweet in response after he went in her. 
You there we go. All right. So after, so after Kwame went at her, and he didn't go off, off, but he went yeah. at her. She was like, to Kwame Brown, I said, you chose violence. It ex- it's an expression from Game of Thrones. Yes. I yes. didn't call you violent. Please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, he called Matt Barnes a high yellow glow stick, pretty Ricky, Becky with the good hair, and her finger wave having N-word. I don't know what that means. He called Stephen Oh, a- you don't know what a finger wave having nigga means? No, means I don't. You got this motherfucking hair like red from the five heartbeats. You got that oh. knife like this. I wish mm. that red wow. drop would fall. You got, not. This, you got this. My office hours are from nine to five. <laughs> Big red hairdo. You got a hair that look like people use one can of Maury's pomade, and it was a <laughs> lifetime supply. Your hair looked like they put WD-40 in that bitch in the stocking on it wow that's what the <laughs> he said Stephen a quote doesn't even wash his hands after using the bathroom uh and he called Stephen jackson an effeminate uh, uh bitch ass uh okay all right so that's wow. just the highlights i'm sure there's way more that he said jt that you can find out if you want to watch that thing yeah it's an hour and a half uh but it's well worth the watch i did i i was playing fifa for listen to it so it was uh pretty great so shout out to kwame brown he is uh fantastic hey, hey, Roka, i understand you're you're you're, you're like please don't come after me kwame yeah, go uh, ahead, you're, yeah you're like thinking but that was the whitest thing you've ever said i was playing fifa and listening to kwame brown in the background first of all that's not my voice you just did robert <laughs> yeah. parker and that's not my voice all right let's get on to the next thing uh before we get too lost here uh yeah we talk about okay let's go to the eighth seed in memphis uh grizzlies shocking the number one seed of utah jazz here 112 to 109 uh utah they they shot 12 of 47 from three that's gonna <laughs> mess you up uh big time donovan mitchell as we mentioned was a late scratch from the lineup which probably affected things uh uh so john morant had 26 points jonas uh, Valanciunas uh, had chipped in 15 points and 12 rebounds kyle anderson had 14 points Bojan Bogdanovich scored 29 for the Jazz. Mike Conley had to remember him. He had 22 points, 11 assists. Rudy Gobert, only 15 That's so petty. and That's 11 so points. No, I'm just saying he's old, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Mike Conley, so, remember him, y'all? <laughs> so, uh, JT, thoughts on this one, man? Uh, any any love for the Jazz here? Do you think they'll, do you think Memphis might pull this yeah. uh, Denver Nuggets upset and take them out in the first round? I were talking about a little bit earlier. You know, I think Mitchell coming back is going to be huge. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was a little bit of luck. They shot 42, 43 threes. That's too many. Yeah, it's too many, especially if you're not making them. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're not making them. So I think they'll correct that. I think Mitchell will give him much more of a dangerous player inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Um, him driving to the hoop off the pick and roll with Joker is going to just be uh, hard to guard, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to me, I think this was just playoffs just started. Utah maybe just you know wasn't 100% in. They didn't have Mitchell. They thought they were going to have Mitchell, and then they find out they don't have him right beforehand. Who knows? Maybe yeah. the game plan was for him to be part of it the whole time. Um, I think they're going to, of course, correct here and okay. take these guys out pretty quickly. Winston A., uh, this is a great comment from Jordan Freeman. If Conley loses this series to the Grizzlies after years of being with that team, that would be the ultimate ha-ha. Yeah, totally forgot Conley and the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do, you think, do you think Donovan Mitchell writes the ship here, or do you think the Grizzlies have figured this team out? Uh, I mean, I got to say, the Grizzlies did what the Lakers should have been doing mm. and shut the Warriors up, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know that that has nothing to do with this particular series, but the the Grizzlies look like a solid team. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing here. So Mm -hmm. I think anything could ultimately happen as far as, like, this progression. Um, 
I think it just, I think it depends. It depends on if Donovan is more about his business than he is about being pissed off. Like I said, I, I genuinely believe that he's going to play the game, but then one out. Um, right. I, I think that that's probably what's going to happen here. You don't end up with the number one seed for nothing. So I think, yeah. I think that they're going to handle their business uh, and, 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 and come back and deal with the Grizzlies. So Okay. All right. Do you see these Grizzlies being frisky here and kind of upsetting these Jazz? I mean, you've been questioning the Jazz all season. Can they do in the playoffs? Can they show up? Can they do their thing? Grizzlies now just took one from them on their own home court on in Utah. So do you think this is just fool's gold a little bit with Donovan Mitchell on the lineup? Or is John Morant maybe being uh, the Western Conference uh, Trey Young and doing his thing here against these uh, Jazz? He is, but again, that's, there's no doubt. We can't say that until a game happens with Donovan Mitchell on the court. Mm. Mm-hmm. You got to have a game with Donovan Mitchell on the court, and if if John Morant does what he does again, yeah, then you can have then we can start having that discussion. But as of right now, the, we can all. I mean, you're not. I don't want to say fluke, but everybody's like, "Yo, the best player on the Jazz wasn't on the court." Yeah. So you know he was pulled last minute. So we're like, "Yeah, that was going. That should. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. It, the Grizzlies should win this game. Granted, they barely won by three. Right. But you should still win this game. Now, if this second game, Donovan Mitchell is on the court and the Grizzlies win, but it has to be decisive. Yeah. It can't be one of those like this. But then also, even still like this is scary because those are the moments that's between a championship and not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair point. All right. We shall see for sure. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell comes back in game two. He has promised he will be back in game two. So might turn some things around. All right. The last game here of the NBA playoffs is my wizards going down uh, to these Sixers and not to the P team, not to the player that you think uh, they'd go down to Joel and beat. It was actually Tobias Harris who led these Sixers 37 points and B did have 30 as well, but they won it by seven. Uh, Harris scored 28 of his points in the first half. And remember Harris signed that hundred, $180 million contract for these Sixers. And he kind of gets, when people talk about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, uh, but it's also Tobias Harris who felt that he was overlooked uh, for a possible all-star selection this year. And this was still close. I mean, the, the the Wizards had it within five points with 45 seconds left. So as for all the great stuff they did, the Wizards still had a shot at these Sixers uh, as an eight seed to, if they were able to get some points here uh, at the end, Wessel Westbrook only had 16 points in the game. Beal had 33, uh, but then he stepped out of bounds. Westbrook did with 37 seconds left, which could have been a difference maker to get a basket, maybe get the the uh, Sixers thinking about things. Jay, uh, what do you got here on this one, man? Do you think this? Do you think this is just a, a little bit of a bump for the Sixers? And then they, they put it back together and they're going to stomp all over these Wizards, or did the Wizards show that they could go with these guys toe to toe, had no fear? And if the, a couple of things bounce their way, they could get themselves in a position to win some games here. Hey, man, people have been sleeping on the Sixers. People have been, yeah, like, people been for lack of a better word, sleeping on them. Like, they've been out here killing quietly. Yeah. Philly yeah. been killing quietly all season. Like, Philly just been doing what Philly doing. Everybody keep being like, oh, oh yeah. Wait, you mean <laughs> tell me that Joel Embiid? You're like, wait, wait, Joel Embiid and uh, what's the face? What's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, yeah. they yeah. both up for these awards? And they're like, yeah. And people, again, because these are people people that thought they fell off, but yet they still playing. Again, this can be this will be a good series. Right. Russell has to be the dude he says he is. Yep. Yep. All right. You, uh 
Russell got. I mean, Bradley Beal is there, but Russell got to be. Yeah. Russell is all mentality of I'm the guy. I can do all this. Okay, you better. Yeah, he's starting to become inconsistent at the tail end of the year here, Winston. I mean, like he he didn't show up in the game against Indiana. But, I'm sorry, against uh against the Celtics, but did mm-hmm. show up against Indiana. And now, but he didn't show up against in the first game of these of this game against Sixers. If they're gonna have any shot, Russell's got to show up every game to give them an opportunity to think. Don't you think? I think that I'm still pissed off that teams with losing records get to go to the playoffs. How about that? I, oh. I think. I think that I'm gonna pull out my hookah in a no, minute. You know, we'll see what's you know, up. Yeah, you know who chose violence is this gentleman right here. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I think that obviously the Wizards are a threat. They deserve to be in the playoffs as far as like their play, but at the same time, yeah, you were 34 and 38. There is something <laughs> to be said about there were teams with winning records that would probably do a little bit better. There, there were 38 games. Man. We all were asleep at the fucking wheel. And we just it just got tilted in the fact that Russell Westbrook is still Russell Westbrook. Because if I remember correctly, the I believe the year that Russell Westbrook won MVP and had them like broke the triple shattered the triple double mm. record and did it with like the, the highest triple double average you've ever seen. Yeah. They also, I believe, were a losing team at that particular juncture, if I'm if I remember correctly. I could possibly, be wrong about yeah, this. Possibly, but yeah. There's something to be said about that, man. And and there's a reason why I don't ever want Russell to not be Russell, mm-hmm. but I need him to be function more as like a unit with the people around him type situation. Yeah. And obviously yeah. him and Bradley have been something special. Um, yeah. But there's a reason why Philly is Philly. There's a reason why they've been the favorite outside of the Nets coming out of the East. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I agree, but I mean, these Wizards were still hanging in there, even with Russell's not great game, JT. So, and I uh, hear Winston's point. Although, if you look at the Wizards' record over the last three months, so much better than the record before. Mm-hmm. They had to deal with COVID issues. They had to deal with the injuries on Westbrook coming back, and the rest with him, Beal getting injured as well. We lost two of our players to season in the injuries. So, that kind of affected how the team was going forward. Thomas Bryant being one of them. Like, what do you think? When you look at this Wizards team, are they just going to be that plucky guy? Maybe they get one game, kind of like the Sixers did against the Lakers in the finals, or do you think this is just pretty much a sweep now? I mean, you got the most consistent team uh, Mm. next to the Utah Jazz with Philadelphia this season against one of the most inconsistent teams. Uh, Like you said, not all their fault due to injuries, COVID. uh, And honestly, Westbrook is an up-and-down player. Like you said, he didn't show up to that Celtics game, but then he (sighs) balled out the next one, you know. Yeah. You can't be, you can't pick and choose when you're gonna be a great player. You should just be a great player all the time. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it'll be close. I don't think they're gonna just you know straight up dog them out mm-hmm. here on out. I think some of these games will be close, but I do, I don't think because of the consistency that Philly has showed all year, yeah, I, I think they'll just they'll win the series yeah. and I they might even win, they might even sweep, but that doesn't mean the games won't be competitive, yeah. Uh, that's all I need yeah. to be competitive. Give us a shot. But this yeah. is what you're right. This is what Russell does in the playoffs. This is why there's always been kind of a dink, not as bad as PG, 
but there's yeah. always been a ding on Russell in that he's inconsistent when he shows up in the playoffs mm-hmm. and people plan for him to, to make stupid shots. People plan for him to dribble into three uh, uh, opposing defenders. defenders and throw up a, a mm-hmm. two pointer instead of finding the better shot. Like he did in that game against Atlanta a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. he had four seconds left. Why are you taking a three with four seconds left instead of driving into the lane when you're down by two yeah. and drawing contact? It just doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. So, um, yeah, all right. And uh, some people agree with you, Winston, that uh, losing records shouldn't be allowed in the playoffs. We well, that was me. That's literally me. Oh, that is you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying because people because people because people are coming out and be like, you wouldn't nope. have said this in the Cowboys nope. to be the playoffs. Not doing this no more. No. Well, you see, you see Corey, you see Corey Scott Johnson saying, Winston, you wouldn't be saying that if the Cowboys had won. Uh, had made it to the playoffs with a losing record. That's bullshit. Go watch the tape. I said, we do not deserve to be in the playoffs. We shouldn't for a couple reasons. First of all, the rest of these good-ass teams were going to watch us in the first game. And second of all, you are you are teeing yourself up for a shitty draft pick off of a shitty year. If you're going to have a shitty year, I'm not saying you tank, but like, d- d- fuck, man. Like, don't do this. You, If you're going to do it, you better fucking win it all. That's all I'm saying. You better play with some sort of extra-level shit that we didn't know about, but otherwise you are yeah. setting yourself up for future failure. I hear so, you. I hear you. Sorry, I had to just turn my damn uh, air conditioner on in my apartment. It's hot as hell in there. Is it? Is it? Is it? Okay. Man, uh, okay, I get I get what you said there, Winston, when you was like, you're going to have to turn it on. Yeah, damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the – all right, that's all for the NBA playoffs. We'll have more, of course, next week when we cover it again. But let's get on to the rest of these uh, Streamlabs Super Chats. Eric Kirby says, if you guys had the opportunity this upcoming NFL season to see in game a game in person for your team, would you do it or would you wait until 2022? Man, look, I need to live. Look, I got, I'm vaccinated. I'm doing yeah. what I can at this rate. We got to we got to start living life. People can't yeah. just put shit off anymore. Because if you start. Mm-hmm. Go but ahead. I, the, 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 the simple fact that the vaccination exists at this point and that mm-hmm. it's, it is being dis- distributed out there and whatnot. Yeah, I've already been out to bars and stuff. Like once I was vaccinated, my mentality changed about how I was dealing with this. Right, I'm right. still safe about wearing a mask and whatnot out in public because it's not just about me. It's about trying right. to help other people and to protect other people that don't have that shit going on. Right. But like I'm already making plans to like have a Vegas trip going with another homie for a bachelorette party. Like the point of the vaccination is that you are safe. And now you can do things. So, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. I would a thousand percent if someone was like, there is a Cowboys Saints game because me and my boys used to do that all the time. I'd be like, fuck it, let's go. Mm-hmm. Also, there has been talk of a lot of blurs in the hood coming. And so now that we vaccinated, oh. I finally can make that shit happen because he, he was like, nigga, I'm not doing this till we vaccinated. So now we can, I'm not going to push that till 2022 when I know we can make this happen now. And especially with everything that's going on, are you really doing your hair and your reflection? Uh, especially, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, JT, what are your thoughts on this? Would you Would you go to see a Patriots game? This yeah. Week? Oh my God! If somebody said, "Hey, man, October fourth, Brady going back to Gillette Stadium," oh. I, would, I would start driving today. I would be. I would, totally do that. <laughs> I, I would be there in a heartbeat. I Ooh. I have I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah, I, I'm just like you. I wear a mask when I but go you, out. Hold on, do you see what he said though? He said Brady going back to Gillette. He didn't say Brady going down to Tampa, was it playing the Patriots in Tampa. He said I ain't going to no motherfucking Florida. I ain't going to Tampa. No, I ain't going to Tampa. But if, oh. to see him back in the Patriots, I, I can't wait for that game. Oh, honestly, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be cheered 
he's a hero. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the fans will be rooting for the Patriots. Yep, I would They're go. Never, to Dean Munoz, there's not a cure. You don't have a cure to a that's what a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Let but me say this. Yes, yes. go ahead. Go ahead. Imagine Jason. Cam Newton struggling hard out of the gate. Mm. Oh, Week boy. three, oh, it's a, it's a blowout. Mac Jones comes in game four against Brady. Ooh. It's sweet. I don't, I against you. that Tampa Bay defense? I mean, listen. They're going to rip him apart, man. That, gonna, that isn't through fire. Do what you got to do. It's going to be like Megatron um, ripping up an auto. Or, or you know, like maybe Cam's doing good. He just gets hurt mid-game, and Mac Jones comes in mid-game. Oh, crazy. man. The this stories. The drama. Crazy. I can't uh, I would totally go uh, in, because I wear my mask as well, and I'd totally go. We're playing the Chiefs on October 17th in Washington, D.C., so I would absolutely go see Patrick Mahomes do his thing, even if we don't win the game, just to see one of the great talents in the NFL would be great. I am thinking about going to Vegas with some Chicago people for the Bears-Raiders game. If I can get some money together yeah. to make sure I can pay my bills and still live and do what I got to do, mm-hmm. yeah. and the tickets ain't $1,000 a ticket, a seat, you know what I'm saying? Well, Vegas that's that's yeah. some that's, of the ticket prices have been ridiculous. They're, they're, well, they're insane well, because the NFL is trying to recoup a lot of lost money. Mm. So, like for example, the Cowboys Saints game, the nosebleed tickets yeah. are over two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! It used to be that you could get like you could get like some lower level shit from people for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. The fact that it's for nosebleeds, it's two fifty. Yeah. Oh Lord, it's gonna be bad for at least a year or two on trying to get tickets to games. I'll be honest with you. Oh, man, I'm about to find a hookup. I'm finna start doing Ooh. OnlyFans. I'll be shaking ass to yeah. cash. Like, hey, hey Miss Lady, let me I'm telling you, let me find some old lady that works in accounting that just want to see a black dude with none but shoulders. Hey, yeah. Miss Esther. Jay, you're you're not wrong. I'm looking at the Las Vegas Raiders game right now against the Bears. Top all the way at the top of the stadium, $730 a ticket. Dude, check out the tickets for Brady coming back to New England. They're going for thousands. Really? You see what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. October 4th, you can't get a ticket unless you're rich. (laughs) Brady is coming back. Everyone wants a ticket. It's the Buccaneers? All right, let me see here. October 4th. Insane. Tampa goes to New England. All right, Gillette, I'd never be caught dead in that state. $1,800 in the upper row. Yep, I told you. Wow. Everybody wants that ticket. That well, okay, okay. Ram, Ram, just, just to y'all tell me which one you think okay. I should click on, just so we can get an inkling of Ram, for Rams. So there's so, so looking at Rams. There's Bears, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Lions, Titans, Jaguars, no, Seahawks, and Niners. Tom Brady going to LA. Any gotta... team, any team would ever have a high profile QB. So which no, sure. which would be the Bucks, the Bears. Other teams like yeah. that, high-profile quarterbacks. So, so then we're looking at week. It's week eighteen out of San Francisco, uh, so probably not. So, I guess maybe Jacksonville, but you have the number one draft pick well, there. Last Oof. time Brady played the Rams, he beat him in the Super Bowl. So well, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, understand, I understand that. I knew that. I knew. I know that the mm-hmm. Buccaneers are going to be expensive. Yeah, the Lions will be expensive because it's golf. Jacksonville back. won't be expensive. But I think maybe because the number one draft pick, well, let me click on it just to see. So I just hit yeah, buy right. tickets. I'm on Ticketmaster. It's going to be bad. Okay, so here you Stop go. It. Super yep. nosebleeds, seventy nine dollars. Yeah. So yeah, we could do that if you want. But, <laughs> but well, everybody with binoculars. Hey, so well, who is that? That, but the, 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 but the bears. The bears. There's yeah. one ticket available. It's in the yeah. VIP section for twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> like, 
Oh my God, that would be fun. The game time they, uh, sports game. That would be hilarious. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Does anybody, yep. I mean, the LA stadium will still be the first year it's actually open to the public, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's open. Yeah, it's open, so it's open, right. it's open. So yeah. do they have those huge screens just like in Dallas? Oh, yeah. They have so, a. That thing's like $2 billion stadium or something like that. That's ridiculous. I went when they were constructing it. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently they even have a VR setup. So if you were to bring your wow. Oculus, you could watch the game VR wise cool. in the stadium, which is here. Roca, Ro- accept my accept my share real quick, just so y'all okay. can see. So this is the Brady. This is the Brady uh-huh. game in SoFi, two forty, and that's for nosebleed shit. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's because it's not great. That, no, no, it's no. But that's, that's but that's not great. Any of these mega stadiums, regardless of what city you're talking about, those yeah. tickets don't go for any more than like. 80 to yeah. $100. That's the true. fact that those are 240 each just goes to show that we're going to have this issue until the NFL recoups some of their losses. Yeah, true. Very true. All right, let's hit some of these, a uh, couple of these super chats. Xavier Black, Xavier Black Wiley was back. He said, how about this Giannis and Dane to Chicago in a five-team mega trade with Dallas and Oklahoma City getting picks, get their own super team together They need to do something, but I think he is way too content for a trade request. Ooh. Look, I'll tell you this. What dreamland is he coming? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't see Giannis going to Chicago. No, why not? Why not? It's down I the street. Wish, no, shut up. I wish. I wish. Milwaukee's not giving up Giannis yeah. over anything. Yeah. I, I, I wish that Cuban wasn't putting together uh, the what oh. the all white all stars down in Dallas because <laughs> if we could somehow get Giannis to come in and replace Porzingis, Luca, and Giannis, holy. Fuck. Good night. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. good night, sir. I agree with you on that. And yeah, no way that's happening, Xavier. No way. Uh, I think Giannis will go for a big market. He won't go uh, for Chicago. Chicago is a big market. What are you talking about? Sorry, man. Elijah York. What are you talking about? The mar- the top tier markets are New York, LA, Chicago. What are you talking about? A big market. Those are the three major markets in the country. What are you even talking about right now? Team record aside. Records aside, the three big markets in the country are New York, L.A., Chicago. Let's just be honest. So you can sit there and say all that, he's going to go to a bigger market. Okay, then New York or Los Angeles. And then you got to pick which L.A. team. Because do you want him on the Clippers and have Tyrone Lulu ruin him? Or do you want to have him play second fiddle to Anthony Davis? Then do you want to go to the Knicks and have Tom Thibodeau run his crybaby ass potentially? Because we might see how much he cries if Tom Thibodeau runs him. You miss me with that shit. Clearly. It's not a All big right. market team. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all want to go to this Cardinals game? It's like 88 ahead. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you think, uh, Elijah York says, why do you think Kwame gets picked on compared to other draft quote-unquote busts? There was Darko who drafted by Detroit ahead of Wade and Mello. Um, well, did, did Kwame go to L.A.? No, he went. Well, eventually. Yeah, eventually. Who do you yeah. start with? Jordan, but the Wizards. Jordan's oh, right. That's right. why, okay. and that's why. Yeah, because it was a Jordan. It was one of Jordan's first picks as an owner. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. so that's why it's such a big deal. What? 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 Why Kwame oh, being a bust oh, oh, as opposed to other draft mm-hmm. picks? Why people talk and people about hate Jordan? Jordan. So by indirect results, he's connected to that. And all those stories that came out with Jordan complained about his small hands. Jordan complained. There was rumors that he, Jordan made Kwame cry in a practice. So it was all that shit that came out that really ruined yeah. Kwame's reputation. Well, 
According to Kwame Brown, Jordan didn't even want him. He only wanted him as trade bait for Elden Brand. That's fair. That's fair. All right, go ahead. Uh, I just, and she's just, I'm just so scared. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's going after higher higher meats. I, sure. I wish I had door behind Swaggy would close or open just, <laughs> just <a tiny laughs> open and then see Kwame like. Run! <laughs> Run with speed. just the hand out. Of me, there's a part of me that wishes I had the force right now, or I was yeah. a, tele, a telekinetic, so I could just make it open. Oh, open it just, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby, no! And it just fades to black. That's the new paranormal activity. Is Kwame Brown just standing over the bed for hours? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. King AJ said Kwame three times run. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, all I'm saying is it genuinely oh. reminds me oh. of, of fucking like Beetlejuice, Candyman, yeah. any of that Candy shit. Man, you, yeah. just, you just say it too many times. We'll show up. Ooh. And like instead of instead <sighs> of the Omar whistle, it's that notification that brrr, Instagram Live is starting like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good point, David. Kwame's draft was dreadful. The best players from that draft are Mike Miller, Jamal Crawford, and Michael Red. That's a great, yep. great point, yep. David. Good point. Fantastic good point. point. Uh, also, uh, uh, who was it? Where did he go? Oh, oh yeah, here he goes. David also said, why go to one Midwest dead zone uh, to another? To another. Oh, ouch. All right. There wow. we go. Uh, all right. I don't want to set you off again. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Alex Tornai says, do you guys think that the Packers will swoop in for Julio Jones? Yeah, we're running out of time. Let's talk about this. Uh, uh, also, Phil Mickelson won a PGA championship at 50 years old. Yeah. All right. Do, do, do you guys think that the Packers will swoop in for Julio Jones to keep Rodgers? Thank you, man. Aaron Rodgers want to go. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers don't give yeah. a fuck no more. Julio Jones ain't going now unless he knows Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's just coming there. back. Yeah, let me finish this. Definitely not a realistic scenario, but what's your ideal landing spot for Julio? I see him going to the Titans or the Ravens being a good possibility. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. What do you guys I mean, think? living with the Patriots have also been in the running here. Let's not kid ourselves. I've seen several reports online that the Patriots yeah. and Julio Jones yeah, you know, they could be talking. Uh, Cam Newton and him, I think we have good chemistry. I mean, yeah, he wants to go somewhere. He said that on Undisputed. He called he in, uh, yeah, Sharon. Yeah. He wants to win right now. And unfortunately, somebody said Dallas, and he said, "No, I shut up." Dallas. He <laughs> said, that. "He said I ain't going to Dallas." Stop talking about my homie Josiah Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He said, it was like, like, "Don't go to Dallas." He's like, "You already like, know I know." He said, "He said, uh, Julio Jones, I'm not going to Dallas." He's like, "No, I want to win." It's a picture. He said, "Jerry Jones," and it's the picture of Hulk Hogan spray painted in. <laughs> I, so look, all I know. All I know uh, is that the funny thing is, is if Julio did come to Dallas in that regard, mm-hmm. I think what he, I think what he's actually looking for is a competent offense with a legitimate defense. Because the yeah. problem is, he was out here putting up three hundred yard games with two yeah. touchdowns, but the Falcons just let people <laughs> run all over them. Yeah, yeah so like so, so he's looking for a competent offense with a stellar defense, so he can actually try and win. Mm-hmm. Because he could still put a team on his back, but he's not trying to do that. But now, can you imagine you, he go down to Tampa Bay? Can you imagine they make room for him a, down to Tampa Bay? Utah says, dude yeah. is going to find a way to end up in Tampa Bay. But that's the thing. Yeah. There's no way in hell that Atlanta would yeah. allow, allow that. They're not letting someone no. go interdivisional. They yeah. barely want to let him go conference because it's the same issue with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They, they didn't, they, he ain't going to no goddamn Bears. 
And he ain't even going to fucking San Francisco. If he's yeah. going anywhere, his ass going to the other conference. So we only have to see him maybe twice a year at yep. most. Yeah, like, yeah. we're not doing this. And yeah. so I think it's the same. Now, mind you, if he did come to Dallas, <laughs> Julio Jones. It was very clear. Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. That yeah. would be the greatest wide receiver core you have ever seen in your life. And it would be 50-point games all the time. But I understand that you don't want none of those problems because Dallas has been a dump. As a Dallas yeah. fan, even in our good years, we've been a dumpster fire since I can remember. So yeah. I do not blame him for being like, no, thank you. Now, mind you, if again, we'll never go interdivision. If he went to the Saints, though, and I know you're still figuring out what's going to happen with your quarterback. Yeah, he yeah. ain't going there. Him and Michael Thomas opposed with each other with Kamara coming out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. it was throwing though. Jason said this. You just said this though. If Tampa Bay won't let him go, why would why you? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know that. I'm very aware of that. But oh, good night. That it's that it's over. Tariq Hill, Tariq Hill, and Julio Jones. It's about over. If that, I think if the if the chief, if you hear an announcement that breaks from Ian Rappaport. Or from Adrian Wojcikowski that says these Kansas City Chiefs have acquired Julio Jones and all they had to give up was draft picks. You're gonna be like, ah! That's Julio was out a lot last year with injuries. Yeah, it was like one of his least productive years. It's Julio Jones. He played nine games. Yeah, they're asking for a first round draft pick. They are asking for. They're not gonna get it. Randy Moss for a fourth round. I and and who and he wasn't injured, so Mm -hmm. there's no way it happens. But I'll tell you this, and again, won't go interconference. But if he ended up in Arizona. And it was fucking Hopkins and him on the opposite side of it. holy it's fuck. Bad, it's not a bad place for him, too. Because well. Larry Little Fitzgerald has, has been there for a long time, too. Sorry, Jay. Go ahead. What? I said, with Lil Murray around there, sitting there like, I can mm. see y'all. Uh, so uh, the, right now the, the Falcons might be induced into doing this as well because they have only 500 they have less than $500,000 available uh, with the cap space and they still need to sign their rookie class if they trade Jones after June 1st it would clear about $15.3 million in salary for 2021 although they take a dead cap hit of 7.75 in 2021 and 15.5 million in 2022 and apparently according to nfl networks ian rapaport jones is talking about it now but he had requested the trade months ago so this has been going on for quite some time and who knows if he'll make it happen but yeah i mean fuck man you just made me lose my mind thinking him going to the chiefs holy shit i think andy reed just came in his visor that's just insane to even (laughs) think about that shit so um, wow no no in his no, plastic one. No, plastic one. It has to shoot up past his belly. You are <laughs> disgusting. He'll make it. He'll make it. He'll make it. Uh, Jay, why did you <laughs> take something that was bad and make it worse? I just yeah. assumed he took it off because yeah. he didn't have a sock around <laughs> and it fucking landed in the visor. Why did you do Oh, God, I hate you. There it is. Uh, Adit Mahmoud said Ravens was just me challenge Casey's office with Julio, Lamar, Hollywood, Mark Andrews, Sammy Watkins, and Rashad Bateman. That is for damn sure. I mean, Woo. offense, yeah, but we're looking at, again, defense-wise, Baltimore is trying to get back to that glory. They have some moments where you're mm-hmm. like, this is that Ravens defense, you know, but again, he wants Julio out here wanting that defense to be solid as a rock. Like, he needs yeah. to be like, yeah, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, for sure. Um, all right. So there we go. Uh, let me see if I've got any more uh, Streamlab Super Chats coming through here before we wrap up. Eric Kirby says, oh, here you go. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Elijah York. Why do you think oh, we asked that? Eric Kirby. Hey, guys, name your top three sports stars who have turned into great sportscasters in the top three sports, NFL, baseball, and basketball. For example, Tony Romo. Chris Weber is not good because he keeps calling timeouts. Just joking, Mr. Oak. Oh, fuck you, Eric. God damn. <laughs> you motherfucker. Walked me right into that one, didn't you, you son of a bitch? I'm like Ron Burgundy. I have to read what's on the prompter. Uh, what, what do you guys, uh, would you say, top three sportscasters or sportscasters come from the leagues? Athletes. Who, yeah. yeah, athletes. Who, I mean, and this is one for Winston right there. It's coming in that visor. Uh, oh, <laughs> Um, Romo is the only one that comes to mind, to be honest with you, because there's plenty of good ones. Because I don't, I don't consider Shaq and Charles. Casters, oh my god! Hell no. They're, well, no, no, no. But they're they're also like on the analyst desk. They're not. Yeah, they're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. They're not casters. The only yeah. one that sticks out is Romo. Aikman has been doing it for a oh, minute, yeah. but he's not. But he's not. You know what I'm saying? He's okay. Yeah. He's, like, uh, like he's Reggie Miller. Tired. Yeah, Reggie Miller is good. Reggie Miller is good. Reggie and Miller Cheryl Miller. Good. Cheryl Miller. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying, Reggie and his sister are good. Uh, at the players, damn, because because he's not a player. Because the one-two combination that I think is one of the top tier is is Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. Hmm? The two of them together yeah, are they were coaches. Yeah, oh, they're coaches. coaches. Well, no, no, Chris I know. Do you guys like Chris Collinsworth? He's the ex-player. Yeah. He gets, he gets yeah, dull. It's, like sometimes, it's sometimes when you get wow. Chris Collinsworth, you'd be like, that right there is a play. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. But at this point, like, he's just, was, I, I like Collins, hearing him, man. It's like being This Collinsworth is like, you wish you had hands like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Al, those are hands, Al. Let me, I've seen hands. Al, look at this again. Yeah. I always think of uh, the Seahawks Patriots game where he goes, I'm sorry, I just can't believe the call after they decide <laughs> to throw. Like, I hear that in my head every time I hear that. I think of that game. Um, I'm gonna throw out Doris Burke. I mean, she qualifies. She's a former player, played. Uh, you know, and so great, yeah. she's been fantastic. I love when she calls games. She's incredible. Doris is the place they should take. Uh, what's the face? A Marv Albert spot. Marv Albert spot. Fuck yeah, that's, that's, guys. That's a good point. Mark yeah. Jackson didn't get. Famous, famous off of being a player, but he did play. I know his yeah, career was, he was a warrior. He's a warrior. And the Knicks. And the Knicks. And the Knicks, and the Knicks. And the Knicks yeah. So Mark Jackson yeah. does count. Yeah, he counts. He totally counts. counts. But so just, ja- Jackson Miller Romo. Oh, Romo. 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 Jackson I mean, Miller Romo. Romo. I mean, Romo's at the, not, not in that order. Just naming three. Yeah, yeah, Romo, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, opinion, yeah. is the best we've ever seen. Yeah. That went from player to commentator. It's like, motherfucker, are you like, Listening yeah. into their broadcast of what they're doing for their plays, how are you? What yeah. the fuck? But that's, that lets you know that's somebody who, when he plays the game, his mentality is still. Right. I'm watching the field as if I'm playing the game. Well, yeah. I think what it, I think what it did is it made people appreciate Romo as a player more mm-hmm. because I think what it ultimately did was show Jesus he had the sauce. This right. dude was just injured so damn much. Mm-hmm. Lord knows you can play through a broken rib, but eventually one broken rib throw, it was just too much. And now your throw's a little rogue and you've thrown your second interception that ends the game. Yeah. Wait, was yeah. he hurt when he uh, mishandled that time. field goal? Mm, that I'm not sure Wait, of, but, but also remember, but also, but, also, but also remember, <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of, of backup quarterbacks yeah, holding did. snaps. Because yeah. they were like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you might be a little tired and might fuck up. Let's make the puncher do it because why wouldn't we? 
So awesome. look, revolutionize the game, Tony Romo did. All right. So fuck you. <laughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't blame Romo for I, that. Goes squarely on, on the red-headed idiot who was their coach for a long year for all those years. I, I, I don't blame Romo at all. Romo clearly, and it, Romo's like fucking Christopher Walken in the danger zone. He grabs the football and he knows exactly what you're going to do with it. He's predicting mm-hmm. the future. He's crazy like that. Uh, but yeah, I would say uh, Chris. I love Chris Webber. I'm mad that he's not calling the playoffs this year for TNT. That pissed me off. They couldn't come to a resolution. I like how Chris calls the games. He's very smart about it. But I and I begrudgingly say this. Some people pointed out in the chat. A Rod. A Rod has been fantastic on the desk mm-hmm. talking baseball. No more used to be the best. No more used to be dope. Right. No more used to be dope when he was calling. Yeah. But no, let no me a- let good. me ask though, because that was the same question. Is is he an analyst like like Charles no, and Jack, no, or is he no. actually calling games? He's actually calling the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's called games. games. Uh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. Not Webber. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, A Rod. I'm asking. Yeah, he's been in the studio and he's been on calls in the games as well. He's done. Let's not forget Celtics. Bill Walton. That guy, I think he's he's entertaining. He's, he had okay. a right. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Heinz. <laughs> all right, time to all get right. him off this. All show. right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah, we're four minutes past. Thank you all so much for the incredible uh, chat and for the fun uh, conversations we had on the show. Thanks for the stream live super test. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to hit that like button for sure. Uh, let's go around the horn here. Tell everybody where they can find you, Jay Washington. We'll start with you, brother. Twitter, Instagram at Mr. Jay Washington as always. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 8-0. I just dropped a reaction for the Eternals. I'm excited for it. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. I didn't read this whole 400-page book and then another one. So I'm excited <laughs> for what this is. I've been rereading the Eternals. Um, okay. Lurge in the Hood tomorrow and Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, here's the biggest thing, though. Go to the YouTube channel for Blurs in the Hood right now. YouTube.com slash B-L-E-R-D-S, the letter N-T-H-E-H-O-O-D. My co-host, my brother, my friend, Winston A. Marshall, and myself, we just got a chance to sit down on the heels of the finale of Black Lightning. We sat down with Black Lightning himself, Cress Williams, for almost for over 30 minutes and just talked, and the conversation was so great. I was mad we had to end it, but it was a good conversation. Go check that out, and Mad Titan drops this week. Yeah. There we go. All right. Winston A., what do you got? Uh, Blurs in the Hood. So that interview that he just said, go watch that. You will not regret it. Blurs in the Hood, regular Tuesday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific. This Wednesday, uh, I am talking about MODOK, uh, the yeah. show that dropped on Hulu. Uh, waiting, Trying to figure out if I, a, a guest situation. So mm. we're, we're going to figure that out. Um, but uh, we're going to be talking about MODOK. And then obviously in, what, a week's time? Mm-hmm. Is it a week or are we still two weeks out from Loki? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. June 9th. Two weeks. June 9th. Oh, my Lord. I got to find another week, to another show to review between them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but Intergeekdom Show Wednesdays, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, and that's pretty much it that's going on okay. right now. All right. One more thing good. I forgot to add real oh my quick. God. Yep. This Sunday, Blurs After Dark, only on our Twitch channel. Nice. Blurs After Dark, twitch.tv slash Blurs in the Hood. Yeah. We have the ladies of talking talk blurdy to me, TK mm. Trinidad and Drew Jones will be with us on that. So this Sunday, 9 p.m. Pacific. Nice. Maybe Andy Reid will show up. Uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got, JT? What do you, <laughs> what do you got to blow? Uh, just hit me up on Twitter, JT. That's about all I got. <laughs> there you go. All right, you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember to subscribe to the channel down below. We're marching towards that seventeen thousand subscriber mark. Could really use your help in get, making that happen. If you haven't subscribed yet, and hit that bell so you know when all the new content drops on on the Outlaw Nation for sure. So thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time, uh, next Monday, for another brand new live episode.
time. Peace. Woo.